genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today it is that time of year, the tournament special. The it's 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 we're we're picking our bracket selections for voting to begin on March first, as is the American tradition of March Madness. <laughs> um, joining us. For this momentous occasion, uh, for the selection of the 2024 bracket franchises, we have our uh, Patreon producers, uh, Mark Ibarra. Hello. And Matt Bennett. Hi. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. Um, so just to walk everyone through what, uh, what we decided this year um, in terms of uh, how this is going to work. Um, so first of all, we, obviously we have, you know, the full bracket. I think it's, uh, what is that? 30, 32 slots on the, on the, on a March Madness bracket, something like that. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, so we, we have that, um, we're going to fill that out. Uh, we've split it up into basically four corners. Um, one of which will be my picks, one of which will be Nick's picks, one of which are the listener picks, uh, more on that um, shortly, and uh, one of which is the producer picks, which is why uh, Matt and Mark are here. They each have four picks, four selections to add. Um, and uh, that is, uh, yeah, uh, okay, so so the other aspect of this is that um, we're not going to do any repeat franchises from previous listener pick wins so uh kids and family films are out um drama films are out because of rocky and uh mm. uh, uh what's the other one adventure films are out um pure action franchises are totally fine um i think i differentiate those two basically by whether or not they use a gun tends to be <laughs> action tends oh, to use okay. gu- guns and kung fu Adventure tends to, you know, be more uh, swashbuckly or uh, they tend to be on some kind of journey or something like that. Um, a hero's journey, if you will. Um, so those are those are off limits, um, though our producers do have uh, uh, the only power in the room to use one of those franchises if they want to. Um, and we are drunk of, with power. Yes, one of the Ooh. one of the struck franchises, but they can only like do it once game. <laughs> for one of their picks. Um, uh, this also applies to non-traditional franchises. Uh, so if you are pitching a non-traditional franchise, um, we've asked that the majority of those cannot be um, one of the struck franchises. Uh, uh, we have one that I think does cheat in our listener picks. Um, but it just, I feel like it just squeaks by enough and it's just interesting enough that I'm, I'm letting it slide. So I can be convinced 
Um, but uh, I am I am trying to hold true to the to the to the uh, rules because. You know, I want something different this year. Um, I don't want to just uh, be stuck in the same like few uh, uh, genre types. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so all of that is happening. Uh, in addition to that, um, we will also uh, our our producers they have eight what we're calling guest tokens, um, and uh, <laughs> those eight guest tokens, four of them are for their own franchises. And four of them are for all the other franchises. And basically, the guest token is to call dibs on a particular movie in a franchise that ends up on the bracket. So if that franchise wins, they get to guest on that movie in that franchise. Um, They get four freebies for their franchises that they are pitching themselves. They will also pitch which one they want to be on for their franchise that they're pitching. And then they'll have four others that they can use on any other franchise that's mentioned. Um, and they can drop those at any time. Uh, but I will say, just to make this more interesting, you have those four, but once we move on from the franchise, from announcing that franchise, you cannot backtrack and put your token on that franchise. <laughs> so you got to use it when we're talking about it. Um, oh, okay. Once, yeah. once, once we move on to another franchise, that's it. That franchise is off limits. You can't use your guest token. So... <laughs> You gotta, you gotta strategize. Like, do I really want to use it here, or do I want to hold on to it and see if I can get something better? That's how we're gonna make this interesting. There are definitely some in in the chat, the, the Discord chat, that I was eyeing and thinking. Yeah, I'm glad someone brought that one up because <laughs> I, it sure looks appetizing. So, well, there, there's so some great listener picks. So there we go. So speaking of which, let's get into the listener picks. So we're going to go through all eight listener picks that won through the uh, nomination and voting process. Um, and, and I just want to I'm going to name them off and then we're going to sort of like go around and, and discuss them um, as we as we will uh, for the one the next the, the ones that we're all announcing on the show as well. Um, OK, so first up, speaking of cheaters. Uh, we have the <laughs> musicals of Alan Menken. Um, Alan Menken, of course, a very famous uh, 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 composer, songwriter for uh, Disney, mm-hmm. uh, among other things. Um, you know, uh, uh, partnered with Howard Ashman for a period, um, and then continued on uh, when Howard uh, passed away. Um, and so this was submitted by Kesha Jarowski. Um, this is what we would call a non-traditional genre. Um, she uh, proposed that Nick would be the lead of this particular uh, uh, franchise. Yes. It is 13 films. Um, 13 films and a, fran- and a franchise potential. Those films are Little Shop of Horrors, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Newsies, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Home on the Range, Enchanted, Tangled, Disenchanted, Spellbound, oh, and <laughs> and the uh, and the uh, franchise potential, which is the Greatest Showman. Um, oh, Nick, wow. you were chosen as the lead of this franchise. Yeah. How are you feeling about this one? I, I I forgot. I didn't notice Disenchanted was on the list. I don't um, think it was originally, but it is a film that came out on a major streamer, so therefore it counts. Um, and, I didn't, and it's a sequel uh, to a film that was in theaters, so, you know. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't aware Alan Menken returned to do the music for that. Um, he did. He did. I've heard only negative things about that movie, so I, I decided never to watch it because I love, I love Enchanted so much. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> now, yeah, now I can. Now the opportunity is at my, at my back. <laughs> it's your time and, and to it's shine. homework, which makes everything better. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I get to learn what happened. Yeah, <laughs> where it went wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's, why does uh, this, why does this whole thing take place on a back lot in an empty room? Yeah, why does this look <laughs> like a Disney Channel movie from two thousand and three? So yeah, so like yeah. as a whole, how do you feel about leading this franchise potentially? I mean, you know, it's a legendary list of movies, Mm -hmm. Uh, each one with rich backgrounds and like Mm -hmm. production stories. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's well, you know, kind of it crosses so much. I mean, the Disney Renaissance era and like the post Renaissance era with Home on the Range. We can talk about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting part of all of our our childhoods, because I think we're all around the same age. Um, Yeah, yeah, it, it, it would be it would be. A lot of work, but like the I I mean I also love animations, and we've never talked about animation really, or like Disney sure. that much on the show. Mm-hmm. So that could be yeah. that could be a lot a really fruitful endeavor. Thank yeah. you, Castro, yeah. for the nomination. Yeah. It, yeah, it was definitely one of the reasons I I when considering this listener pick tournament, something that I try to take in consideration when coming up with my picks was like historical homework, um, and and like that being. What you guys do so well in franchiseography is not just talking about like, oh, I love this franchise so much, but like going into the behind the scenes and then doing the walkthrough and all that, like it adds so much text to it. And so, yeah, I think this is this well, is ripe for that. Well, yeah. Mark, I'm glad someone did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking that into consideration. Uh, Be- Benny, what are your thoughts on this? Um, so actually, mu- musicals was a a general franchise idea that I was toying around with, but I really like the idea of constraining it to a single composer mm-hmm. because uh, this covers such a large time span that there's a lot to say about how uh, how composers' styles change over time and the types mm-hmm. of projects that they work on. Um, you know, like I'm really into John Williams, and I've read and watched a lot about how his style has changed over time. Um, and I think that uh, as as expansive as this franchise is, I think there's actually a lot of cohesion and continuity um, by following that that one creator over the decades. So I, I think it's a really fun idea. Um, I will also say that I didn't hate Disenchanted. Um, I did <laughs> oh, not cool. like it nearly as much as the as Enchanted, but uh, I definitely did not dislike it. Um <laughs> So uh, I I would I wouldn't be too scared of this category, but there are some really great ones um, in there, and I I I just like the idea of this. It's a very non traditional franchise, but it's very um, it's not too expansive. You can't just keep adding movies to it. It's it's uh, finite. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Um, Yeah. No. I I I like the idea of the franchise too. I like the idea of revisiting a lot of these films and for. For some of them, watching them for the first time, um, I'm looking at you, Newsies. Never seen it. Um, mm. But uh, I, I will say I think the only drawback of this particular franchise is that we're missing out on a lot of Disney Renaissance films that he that, that Mankin did not work on. Well, like um, Mulan. And, right, like Mulan or Aladdin. Um and in general, I don't really know, like I'm looking at what's missing and I don't know how we would cover those other than to have another franchise that are like Disney animation not done by Alan Macon, <laughs> which doesn't, that just feels like a cheat. Um, I mean, the Disney Renaissance could Disney. be a, no- a future nominee in years to come. 
That's true. That's true. Um, but only if this doesn't win. Um, mm. Wow. Wow. So the stakes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, all right. So uh, next up on the listeners pick was uh, this was a last minute uh, uh, addition to uh, the franchise nominations um, and on the last day. Uh, <laughs> this was submitted by Andrew Dorowski. Um, it is Transformers, a uh, <laughs> uh, an action genre. Um, I was chosen as the leader this time. Uh, it is eight films covering Transformers, the movie from 1986, uh, mm. 2007's oh, Transformers, okay. and then uh, its sequels, Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon, Age of Extinction, The Last Night, Bumblebee, Rise of the Beasts, and the animated film being released this year called Transformers 1, um, with the uh, franchise potential being 1987's Masters of the Universe. Um, so... Uh, I really Andrew shoved hate. the leadership matrix into your chest. And- <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I hate this franchise um, <laughs> a lot. Uh, I only like one of those movies. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's such yeah, a twist I, that he picked you to do the research. I didn't see that. Yeah, well, right, right. Um, that's why. That's why. That's why I, I posted that <laughs> gif where I was just like, "Yeah, this feels uh, targeted." You know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, this is. Uh, 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 it's interesting. I, I feel like if I'm going to watch these, though, I oh, would wow. prefer to be the one to do the research on them than the mm-hmm. one that has to, like, figure out the plot. Um, right. That's true. I have to do the <laughs> recaps then. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's... mixed problem now. Um, <laughs> wow. That's a great point. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the one side, you know, I mean, I guess there's that. I, I feel like I would love to learn a new appreciation of these movies. I'm sure that I would watch all the Lindsay Ellis uh, uh, video <laughs> oh essays yeah, for yeah. like the third time um, uh, to get uh, more out of this um, while I'm moving through these. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not opposed to this, uh, but I really don't like most of these movies. I, I love Bumblebee. Um, haven't seen Rise <laughs> yeah. of the Beast yet, but I do really, really love Bumblebee. Um, it's, it's some people <laughs> really defend that first Transformers movie. I don't get it. Um, I still, <laughs> I think it's, ju- I think it's just as bad as all the other ones. I don't know. Um, yeah. but that's just me. I don't know. What's the one that you like, Mark? Oh, Bumblebee. Okay. Like I really okay, like yeah. Bumblebee a lot. Yeah, I think it's same. just. It's just so good. I've I've seen it so many times and just confirmed every time I watch it and I go, this is a really good Transformers movie. Yeah. Like top to bottom. And just a really good movie in general. Yes. Um, Rise of the Beast wasn't as good, um, but it it tries to stick to that a little bit. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now, Travis Knight, speaking of the franchise potential, Master of the Universe, Travis Knight, director of Bumblebee. Going on mm-hmm. to direct a Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah. That's his next uh, hey, feature. Can I spoil one thing, or should I not? Um, <laughs> I just about franchise potential for this franchise is that there might be Transformers versus GI Joe. Yeah, which would mean a... that would be mm-hmm. that's that's another element. Which means if there is a sequel to Rise of the Beast that features GI Joe, then yeah. that would require I think Nick and I to also cover GI Joe in the lead yeah. up to that film. I don't yeah. know. I mean, we didn't have to watch Doctor Strange for for No Way Home. Like I guess. I feel like that's different though. I don't know. That's true. We could we could definitely 
Yeah, yeah. We could we could. Debate um, it this is counsel. just like this is very clearly just two franchises. Whereas like the, the no way the no way home problem no way home problem is. Uh, it's Doctor Strange, but also they didn't meet in Doctor Strange. They met in Avengers. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot more sure. complex, like I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's weirdly cleaner. Yeah. It's, it, it's definitely, it is weirdly cleaner. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> what um, I'll say is this. Here's how yeah. I feel about Transformers. I have a mixed opinion about these movies. Um, I, I, I think as a fan of Michael Bay's work, I kind of get something out of each of them. Um, but I will, you know, there's only so much I can defend for each of them as well. Um, I haven't started work on this at all, but if I, I, in the back of my head, I've always thought that if we ever cover the Transformers movies, I have a really, really cool, interesting potential guest for Mm -hmm. one of these episodes. They are, um, a big defender of these movies. And I think they have a perspective that would be really interesting. Uh, and I think we would both learn a lot. And maybe the listeners would learn a lot about, like, what goes into making one of these monstrosities <laughs> on a technical yeah. level. And, uh, uh, but yeah, but that's, that's not, 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 to, not to throw empty hype. But that, that's kind of what yeah. interests me the most about doing these is maybe getting this really cool guest. Yeah. And and Nathan and I, we talk about Transformers all the time. We We like Transformers, the franchise, like... Not so much like the Bayformers films, like the whole, as, as like they the call it. And the yeah, but we yeah. talk about Transformers, especially Transformers versus G.I. Joe, the Tom Scioli comic book and all that stuff. Like, mm. we're big fans of that stuff. And I think this new animated film that's coming out, is it not part of the Bayformers and it's supposed to be a prequel? It's supposed to be that War for Cybertron thing? Yeah, that... I mean, it's supposed to be just like its own thing, I think. Okay, okay, never mind. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but still Transformers. Um, Benny, any, any, any overall thoughts on, uh, on, on us covering Ooh. the Transformers? Film Benny, any thoughts would absolutely be your cat's name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I do not enjoy the Transformers movies, uh, o- overall, but I think taking sort of an academic approach to them as mm-hmm. like, how can a $200 million movie end up so bad? Or how are these movies sort of like time capsules to the late 2000s with like Linkin Park and Megan Fox and the box office records and things like that? I think, uh, you know, you, you can have a, a discussion separate of the quality of the film about what what this franchise says about what types of movies people want and keep going back to because we can't deny that at least the first few had wild wild success mm-hmm. um which means there has to be something there um, yeah you would think i, all, I think there's a nuanced the... discussion to have about these but i i will i will reiterate that i most of these i deeply do not enjoy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think it's the ones we don't enjoy that have made the most money and i think bumblebee has actually made the least amount of money yeah. so there is a conversation to be had about yeah. what is it that people like to see and Sometimes Marketability, yeah. I don't yeah. agree with what some people like in movies nowadays. <laughs> Scott, similar yes. to what I chose to do when we covered the X-Men movies, which is read, I, re- I read some comics I had never read before to kind of get mm. more background into stories. Mm-hmm. Could you see yourself watching any of the animated like Transformer stuff or reading any of the comics just like to kind of get a handle on what exactly they're missing from the movie? Oh, yeah. No, I would, I would have to. I would have hmm. to um yeah no if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go all in so you know nice uh for better or worse i'm gonna go all in um 
I might lose my mind by the end of it, but uh, just to hear you as a writer to be like, wait, there's actually some cool stuff in here that you could do with like Optimus and Rodimus Prime and like yeah, Ron, but right, 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 absolutely. Transformers has ruined my brain. Every time I see a vehicle, like a cement truck, I go, "Oh, that's Mixmaster," and then like, "Oh, wow. this would be Cliff Jumper there," and like, "Oh, I know that one." Like, it just ruined my brain. Mark, do you want to use any of your guest tokens on this franchise? Yeah, your precious, your no, precious yeah. four. We can <laughs> voice it on Nathan. We can voice it on Nathan, and he can just have it. There we go. Yeah. Text him. Like, hey, you're doing Revenge yeah. of the Fallen. Get ready. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hope you like big metal balls. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Like Tom Kenny doing a black voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we have submitted by Jeff on the Discord, John Wick. Um, this is a uh, action franchise. Um, I, have one, well, I was once again chosen as the lead for this. Five films. Um, well, actually, no. It would only be four films now since they pushed Ballerina back a year. Um, this would actually only be four films, uh, John Wick, uh, John Wick chapter two, John Wick chapter three, Parabellum, John Wick chapter four, and a uh, franchise potential for, um, Atomic Blonde. Nice. Um, have you heard I, why Ballerina got pushed back? I, yeah, just, they're, they're, they're doing, uh, reshoots, right? Yeah. Um, Chad Stiletsky is sort of overseeing, uh, Ian McShane in an interview said they're not reshoots, they're new shoots basically. Yeah. Hmm. And it's. To meant to kind of like blanket the franchise more strongly, which yeah is interesting for our purposes. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, whenever we get around to covering it uh, in twenty twenty five, if we were to cover it for this, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. No, I uh, I I think this is interesting. My only issue with covering John Wick is right now. I have no issue with covering John Wick. I love John Wick. But my issue with covering it right now is I feel that Chapter 4 will absolutely not be the final John Wick movie. Um, that's I'm not even talking about Ballerina. I think they will absolutely make a John Wick Chapter 5. I think they're just trying to figure out what they're hmm. doing in terms of, like, is this going to be the last one and whatever? Because it is my feeling that if John Wick Chapter 4 is the final proper john wick film i think it is the most unsatisfying ending to this franchise they could have possibly gone with um i am in the minority in that a lot of people feel very strongly that that should be the ending i don't understand that at all that perspective but um in any event that is my feeling is like i feel like it hasn't been long enough to start covering these um and i feel like it is not um it is not a franchise that is it is finished I would rather it be complete if it's going to be this new. Um, and I don't think that it's complete. And I'm not even talking about the spinoffs. The spinoffs are its own thing. I'm talking about John Wick proper, um, the, the, the actual John Wick chapters, uh, chapter films. Um, that's my opinion, but I would be happy to cover it if it won. Um, and I would do my due diligence. I love the world building in these movies. And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that I would probably hyper focus on because I think it's the thing that's the most interesting about them. Um, I am going to use a guest token. Oh, for that exact wow. reason. Okay, all uh, right. I love John Wick too. Uh-huh. I think that the way that it expands the world from the first movie, um, is is fascinating. And ever I since agree. I saw uh movies with Mikey's episode about the lore and kind of like the the mythological uh, illusions and things like that, um. I've been obsessed with rewatching 
those movies and and the second one is my favorite so i'm i'm throwing down my token first wow. token right. good on you <laughs> first token used uh mark what are your thoughts on the john wick franchise never seen them really wow never seen them no it's always been something i just everyone's all my friends have seen it they all love it and they go oh you should watch it. and i go okay and i've never you know i'm i'm a big <laughs> fan of of, of choreo- choreographed fights and stuff um i've seen atomic blonde several times i do like that one <laughs> john wick adjacent yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very violent i mean hundreds and hundreds of yeah. killings cartoonishly also, violent though i would say like kill I'm bill so yeah. a <laughs> huge fan of lance reddick so yeah, oh, yeah, I would vote for it. You really have no excuse um, yeah. for not having watched it. And it's also, yeah. there's so much world building, which is extremely your shit. It's very surprising. Um, yeah, I do. You have I, do not I, I will. Show. If this, I will, I will use this one as, as the, as the reason to go, to go watch them. All right. Well, there's uh, another there's reason to them. vote for John Wick is that we can finally yeah. get Mark to watch a franchise that he will uh, undoubtedly uh, fall head over fall heels in love with. with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun in our episode of, uh, of, of Justice League of, Cine- of DC Cinematic Minute kind of talking about how Zack Snyder uses myth and mythology and mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. bringing it into the modern day. Um, mm-hmm. Scott, uh, just to kind of open up a tab in your brain if this does win i would also highly recommend reading uh, one of my favorite living film critics uh, today is priscilla page and oh yeah Mm. on her patreon which i think is like she keeps it free to access even if you're not a patron um Mm. she writes exhaustive lists breaking down like you know the book that john grabs in the library in john wick three is a book of russian fairy tales and the page that the gun is in is like this fairy tale about a wolf and like, oh, is John the wolf? Like that level of of detail, wow. which is great. Okay. I realize now that I, I was such a big fan of Lost that I think that specific type of obsession and analysis carries yeah. over very well to John Wick. That like yeah. the way they allude to different other works and paintings and music and characters and stuff. I just realized that is the same itch that I'm scratching. Yeah. So, no, great, great. I, totally I see that. Very interesting seeing Priscilla's analysis of that. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up, submitted by uh, uh, Zach Luna, we have the <laughs> Nick-led uh, The Addams Family franchise. Um, the Addams Family franchise, which will be uh, The Addams Family from 1991, Barry Sonnefeld, the sequel, Addams Family Values. The animated film, The Addams mm. Family, from 2019, and the sequel to that, The Addams Family 2, um, which came out in 2021, and the franchise potential, which is Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I was going to use a token, but now, now I think I'll wait. <laughs> no, I'll use one. I think this is a great franchise to, to you know, to advocate for. Okay. Which film are you using a token on? Uh, specifically, uh, I kind of go. I want to go with Family Values. Yeah, so, I mean that's the best one, objectively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like that's so uh, selfish, so greedy. Like, oh, of course, Family Values. That's right? the whole but... point of the guest token. Mark, is that you? you, you I don't understand having so much power, Scott. As greedy as you want. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so Nick, uh, uh, as the chosen leader of uh, this this Adams family 
uh, uh, franchise miniseries. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings on uh, doing the research for this one? Yeah, on- honored by Zach for the nomination as as a fellow you know spooky Latino. Uh, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I've always felt a kinship to this idea just these characters since i was a kid and they were like teaming up with scooby-doo and shit um i i love all of these movies i will no i the only one on this list i haven't seen i never saw that second adam's family movie because it came out kind of in 2020 um, right 2021 uh, 2021 mm. okay okay yeah but uh yeah <laughs> the dark i age. i like a lot about that that one oscar isaac as gomez and he's the short, fat, squat little Gomez that I like better. Everyone likes hot, sexy Gomez. I like a <laughs> fat little goblin with with wide I set eyes. I think they're all hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, and I would be fascinated to learn more about the history of like the cartoons and mm-hmm. the unmade versions of this that almost got off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could, you know, celebrating Angelica Houston, celebrating Raul Julia. Mm-hmm. Um. This would be a ton of fun. And like four movies, that's like in and out for us. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, what, what, about, uh, what about you, Matt? What are your thoughts on The Addams Family? I, this is a franchise that has gone under the radar for me. I, I know I've seen the first one um, mm-hmm. a very long time ago. Um, I know I have not seen the new animated ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I enjoyed Wednesday more than a lot of other people. Um, that's about it so actually um this is one where like this would be an excuse for me to watch through it because um the ones that i have seen it's been 20 years at least um and it seems like it's kind of my thing um but i i clearly remember as a kid uh choosing to buy ghostbusters on vhs rather than adam's family i had that that specific choice in front of me and um that (laughs) shaped me as it did but um but yeah this one uh is is a little under the radar for me which is a cool thing because now i get to maybe watch some new stuff yeah i've never seen the animated ones so that would be my first time watching those um but i adore the live action uh the two live action films um and uh, and I adore uh, Gomez and Morticia as a married couple with uh, zero conflict between them. And mm-hmm. uh, they just love each other uh, more than anything on the planet. And yeah, uh, they are. That's that's the great thing about the Adams family, right? Is like they are kind of like the perfect nuclear family, except that they're so yes. weird. Um, <laughs> like that's the best that's the best thing about it, where they're like, no, 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 we're the healthy ones. You guys are all broken. We're the best family in the in the universe. Um, you know, the the mother and father love each other. The brother and sister love each other. Everybody loves each other. Like they are, they understand each other deeply. Um, they're kind of a perfect nuclear family in that way, and yeah. I think that that is uh, fascinating. Um, yeah just one so. of the best christopher lloyd roles ever as True. uncle fester it's just like so <laughs> you almost iconic. forget it's him like that's yeah. that's yeah, the thing yeah oh, it, that yeah. first movie is like wow just even the the whole character switch up that he he has to do and <laughs> yes yeah like you said like joan cusack like she does such a great role like oh, portraying amazing. the americana woman but then like she's the crazy one it's yeah. just perfect it's so oh, good so good so good um, all right, great. So that is the Adams family. Um, moving on to, uh, let's see, let's do, um, uh, 
let's talk about the best of Jackie Chan in Hong Kong. This was submitted by Mickey, uh, action genre, obviously. Nick is leading this, though I can imagine that we might be switching off because this this motherfucker is 18 films long. Um, This is the longest franchise I think that we've ever had on the bracket, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the, the idea so of this far. is it is the, it is the arc of Jackie Chan's relationship with, uh, the Hong Kong film scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it begins in 1978 with drunken master. And then I'm just going to run through these. We've got the young master project a wheels on meals, police story, armor of God, project a two dragons forever. Uh, Police Story 2, Armor of God 2, Operation Condor, Twin Dragons, Police Story 3, Super Cop, Crime Story, Drunken Master 2, Rumble in the Bronx, Police Story 4, First Strike, Mr. Nice Guy, uh, and Who Am I, which was released in 1998. That takes us all the way to his, like, basically his his, his introduction into um, English film with Rush Hour, which was the same year. Um, and then the franchise per, uh, potential for this is the film The Protector, which was released in 1985 and was an attempt to get Jackie Chan to become like Hong Kong Arnold Schwarzenegger in America, essentially. Um, and it failed because uh, <laughs> he didn't come back until rush hour. Nick, how do you feel about this? Because this is a big one. This is a big, big franchise. And I know Mickey is going to be pushing really really hard for this thing to win so what are your thoughts on potentially leading this franchise i got two words challenge accepted (laughs) 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 it's it's a tall order but i'm i'm flattered that mickey is you know that he thinks i'm capable of that um (laughs) so i've been running this this could be our most expensive season yet scott um, yeah. <laughs> oh, it definitely would be. That's the scariest part. Absolutely. <laughs> there's a there's a Criterion edition of uh, I think it's Police Story that I'm sure has mm-hmm. you know rich resources in terms of special features. There's a a biography that I read when I was a kid, but then there's another one that's more recent of of Chan uh, as a man. Uh, I would be you know there was some talk on the Discord. You know he's uh he's a uh, a problematic figure in his home country and means yep. a lot of things to a lot of different people. And I don't think I would want to shy away from that. I mean, we did do the X-Men series and that, had, that went in some pretty heavy, uncomfortable true. places. Very true. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is I, I know I've seen a couple of these movies, but they all have so many different names. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. That- Cause a lot of the sequels when they're released in America will not be released as like quote unquote sequels. Yeah. They'll just, Call it just the subtitle, like uh, I think like I've the seen first strike. I think I've seen Ar- Armor of God Two. Operation Condor was just released as Operation Condor in America. Yeah. That one I've seen. They don't want people the to think song. they have to see something else before they see mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark, what's your relationship with Jackie Chan as a filmmaker? Oh, I want this again? to. I want this to win pretty badly. <laughs> okay. I, I am going to vote for this all the time. Um, <laughs> I was curious to see if, if Snake in the Eagle Shadow was. Uh, it did not make this list apparently. Um, which is something I would definitely put a token on. Um, that oh, wow. being an- 
Uh, it comes right before. I think it was the same year that Drunken Master came out. Same director. Um, and Jackie Chan, I, of course. I'm not positive, but I want to say it has something to do with like Mickey wanting to keep these mostly set in modern day or like mo- mo- like contemporary mm. period. Mm. Um, and so like all of these are like contemp- con- quote unquote contemporary films. Yeah. I noticed like mm-hmm. half a loaf of Kung Fu wasn't on there, but I was like, well, maybe that's right, too right. early. I think that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think there's, and also, come on, we got to. I know, I know. What, I don't, I don't mean to add 18, another eight, one. Yeah, 18 films is already a lot. Um, yeah, as it so. stands, I I would, I, I feel like if I we were to cover this, I think that rather than just like our 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 podcast just going dark for 18 weeks for anyone <laughs> who's not interested in this franchise, I feel like we'd cover like two a week or something. Um, so that we can do it in nine weeks, mm-hmm. which is a little more manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, Parker, but obviously that would require. I, would say, I will totally put a token down for the first Drunken Master, and then okay. I'll just piggyback wow. Snake and Eagle Shadow into it wow. and talk about Two that same year tokens. that same movie came out. <laughs> there you go. Out. There you and, go. Now you're thinking. Like, we can double up, right? Maybe just do all Drunken Masters in one episode, or you know, maybe do all <laughs> wow. the Super Cops, or uh, not Super Cop. You Police know what stories. I'm talking about. Police stories, yeah. Police story in the um, same one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll figure out a way to make this a little more manageable. But in any event, I have you using your second token. Yeah. Um, on, Jackie Chan. Awesome. Jack- this is great. Jackie Chan, Drunken Master, 1978. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts on 18 Jackie Chan films? I think it sounds really fun. Uh, I'm somebody who I've probably seen um, I've probably seen more than half of those okay but I couldn't tell you which ones I've seen because most of them I saw like on TNT when I was a kid yeah and uh, you know I would watch like the second half of it and then six months later watch the first half of it and yeah they 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 sort of blend together for me just because I they weren't movies that like I I rented or set out to watch they were just really fun things to watch that were on yeah and uh for me this would be an opportunity to just learn more about it um it's like i i'm really into alamo draft house we've got a couple here in new york that i go to a lot and my favorite one in staten island is uh all set up and decorated around the this era of martial arts films Mm -hmm. um they do special showings of them and the owner of that particular one is really into it and I. I think this would be a fun deep dive for me. Um, but off the top of my head, I I don't think there's very many of these movies that I could pick out of a lineup. And um, that's kind of cool because I know I enjoy them. Um, it'll just be nice to kind of run a comb through all my memories of them. Yeah. I think that's what makes it such a good franchise pick um, is mm-hmm. that you're exactly right um, in that like, you didn't know what movie you were watching, but you knew you were watching a Jackie Chan movie, mm-hmm. which is why this is a franchise in and of itself, right? Yes. Um, and I just think that that's, I think that's really cool. Um, the fact that, like, yeah, you have no idea which one you're watching, but you know it's a Jackie Chan movie because you know what a Jackie Chan movie looks and feels like. Yes. Um, and that's, that's spe- the specificity of that is what makes this, like, a killer franchise pick. So, great and- job, Mickey. 
I don't know if I want this to win because I'm a little scared <laughs> of 18 films, but um, I'm also like, you know, kind of thrilled at the idea. What were you going to say, Nick? I was going to say, and in the English dub, at least, his name was usually Jackie in the movies. Yeah, right. Very true. Very true. Hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, all right. So that is the best of Jackie Chan in Hong Kong submitted by Mickey. Thank you so much for Mickey. Uh, best of luck to you and your franchise. Um, next <laughs> up, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, one that I was chosen uh, to lead, which was submitted by Roger on the Discord. Um, another non-traditional pick. This is Philip K. Dick adaptations. Um, and uh, these th- this would run uh, 10 films and features uh, Blade Runner, Total Recall, Screamers, Imposter, Minority Report, Paycheck, A Scanner Darkly, Next, The Adjustment Bureau, and Blade Runner 2049, with the franchise pick being 2018's Annihilation. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. This is this is a lot of hard sci-fi. Um, and, uh, I don't know much about Philip K. Dick outside of the few of these adaptations that I've seen. They definitely have a vibe, um, for sure. (laughs) I think that, I think that, um, with this, I think my strategy would likely be, yes, obviously looking into the adaptations of each of these films, but also probably picking up a biography about like Philip K. Dick and learning about his stuff, probably, reading some of the novels ahead of time or at least listening to the audiobooks um and just sort of uh yeah figuring out a a an angle on on this as a um as an overall uh franchise um Nick what are your what are your thoughts on this this feels like it would be even more work than the Jackie Chan season <laughs> a lot yeah it's it's yeah. a very broad franchise like it's it's centered enough around that that author but the 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 spectrum of topics and quality Mm -hmm. of these movies uh is is really expansive i was a lot of tempted to to talk about yeah 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 Yeah. you know not just like the cyberpunk genre itself but some of these movies when we talk about the production of them the cinematic production of them and the the back and forth of of making these movies and some of them going into kind of like a development hell and then you know the final mm-hmm. product and like is it well received and what didn't work in those movies like there's so many different angles to talk about this franchise yeah absolutely i i'm so stuck on whether to use a token here or not because <laughs> i i absolutely love blade runner uh-huh. i blade runner 2049 is one of Probably my top ten favorite movies. I absolutely we saw we saw Blade Runner: The Final Cut together in theaters. Yes, yep. Um, we we went on a we went on a mandate. Um, and went and saw that together. Uh, when they I, re-released it. Um, in IMAX. It was, Am I remembering yeah, that right? It, yeah, and it was leading up to twenty forty nine coming out. Wow. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So I th- those movies mean a lot. I I read I read the novel adaptation back in like high school. I also think that Annihilation is a wonderful franchise potential pick here because mm-hmm. like that that was written by Jeff Vandermeer the book, but it is so much in the the style and tone of Philip K. Dick that I think mm-hmm. it is a a perfect little epilogue to this franchise. Um, 
I know there are so many left, so I actually think I'm going to hold my token back. But mm-hmm. this is very tempting for me because there are some really, really fun ones. I also really love Minority Report. Yeah, I was thinking um, about think, that one. I think that yeah. movie holds up surprisingly well. I watched it uh, just a couple months ago and kept forgetting that it is like a 23-year-old movie at this point. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's some, there's some good so ones hard in on there. that one. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, all right. Yeah, I will say, I will say though, I did notice uh that we are missing um the total recall remake. Um that is actually not on here. Um Well, I was so gonna I say Farrell? that's a yeah, with Colin Farrell and I I never yeah. saw it. I think Brian Cranston is the bad guy. But like mm-hmm. you know, because I thought, well, not to be a stickler, but 2049, is that explicitly based on another philip k dick story or is it just a no. continuation no. of so that's it's just a continuation yeah, yeah. So, so it's like including that but not total recall remake which is another adaptation of uh we True. will remember it for you wholesale i think it's called like, i don't know that's kind right. of interesting mm-hmm. yeah 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 um so we'll 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 see we might end up adding that remake back in because i did see it when it was released in theaters and i know that it's not um uh, well regarded. Um, but I think that the movie is perfectly fine, which I guess is like not a uh, not a uh, a great compliment. But I just don't. <laughs> I don't think the movie is actively bad. Uh, I just think it's not as interesting or unique as the original Total Recall. But like that was Verhoeven, and the other one is like Len Wiseman. I think so. It's like <laughs> I don't know. Like what do you, what do you expect? <laughs> um, in any event, uh, that is uh Philip K. Dick adaptations. Um, uh, would be an interesting one to cover, uh, for sure. Um, next up, another one led by Nick and another submission from Mickey. Uh, it is the 12 films of Guillermo del Toro. Those films being Kronos, Mimic, The Devil's Backbone, Blade 2, Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, Pacific Rim, Crimson Peak, the Shape of Water, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and of course the franchise potential, Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, I also feel like I feel like we would be remiss not to, in the franchise potential, also kind of go deep on the Hobbit situation. God damn it! Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, eighteen so, months yeah. of his life that he lost in New Zealand prepping that movie. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, yeah, the biggest gap in his uh in his filmography right there. Um, five five years he lost five years. Um, of uh of his filmmaking prime. Uh, <laughs> Nick, thoughts feelings on covering Guillermo del Toro. This is the second time he's been nominated. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, this is a more. This is a fuller, because this is basically his entire filmography, or I don't even think it's basically, I think it is his entire filmography this time, whereas last time it was his filmography minus like Hellboy and Blade 2, um, but this is the whole thing, tip to tip. The tail. whole enchilada. No pun yes. So, <laughs> so what are your, what are your, uh, how, how do you feel about this one? I feel good. I mean, thank you, Mickey. This is great. You know, Del Toro is a... Uh, you know, a filmmaker that means a lot to me in my life. I have a Funko Pop of him by my TV. Uh, I have that big book, one of my favorite books that I own, The Cabinet of Curiosities. It's like mm. his journals, you know, lovingly like put on the page with notes and, and 
So I kind of feel like I've already done a lot of homework for this. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd be fascinated to like, I mean, his movies have so much to them and you could talk about them so much. And I feel like so many different aspects. Like Mark, like, do you have any Del Toro movie in particular that, that means a lot to you personally? Oh, <laughs> I have so much input about this. And yeah, Mickey, <laughs> two for two. Thank you for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro, the the absolute goat. I mean, come on, like this, this is a stacked like lineup <laughs> of movies. They're all bangers. I mean, like I have to put a token for Pacific Rim, right? I mean, who would I be wow. if I didn't? Okay, right? you 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 are now <laughs> down right. to a single token. Outside hey, I'm, of I'm spending your picks. it wisely, baby. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have to, I have to put one down for Pacific Rim. Like this, all right. This is just a, I'm. This is great. I love this. Guillermo del Toro. Just. Woo. Yeah. I think yeah. the two, I think the, the really interesting thing about this too, and speaking of the Hobbit situation, those, those five years that he lost. Um, if you look at his filmography at the split right there between Hellboy to the, to the golden army and Pacific mm-hmm. Rim, I feel like there is a, huge step up mm-hmm. where where he goes from like oh yeah like a guy who just is like kind of makes like cool movies you know um and then everyone sort of agrees like he he makes cool movies but like his spanish language ones are like the real ones like they're the really good ones right but then after hell hellboy 2 and after that gap he comes back and it's just like banger after banger i mean like masterpiece after masterpiece after masterpiece like it was like something happened to him (laughs) in new zealand (laughs) yes (laughs) Um, he came back a different man (laughs) and he was like i'm not fucking around anymore (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I refuse to fuck around (laughs) Um, i I think one of those is pinocchio is is kind of underrated in the sense of like it was one in development hell for such a long time. And a lot of his projects end up being in, in de- development hell for quite a bit. Um, yeah. And then by the time Pinocchio actually did come out, it's like, you see why. You see, like, this artistic process of just not making a Pinocchio movie, right. but making a Pinocchio movie, you know? Just... Right, right, right. And, and and speaking of, I mean, that comes from his, uh, like, I, I feel like it's like a, it's like a fool me once, shame on them, fool me twice, shame on me situation. Of like, fool me once with Mimic, right? He makes mm-hmm. Mimic. It is so compromised. It's, he hates the movie, whatever. And then you you jump forward. He's like, ah, oh, man, that sucks. What a bad situation that was. You jump forward to The Hobbit, and it starts to happen again. He was like, no, 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 no. Uncompromising again. vision from here on out. Uncompromising. Um, and like, look at how much it pays off. I mean, you won Best Picture. With a movie, a love story between a fish god and a lady, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes. like that's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I just think this is a really interesting pick. Um, and uh, I would love to cover this. Um, yes. and and you know, with all the stuff that Nick would be uh researching on top of that, I just think it's a fascinating career. Um, Benny, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> I also really love this pick. I um, so I Doug Jones and I have the same alma mater. And he actually came back to Ball State a couple times while I was there for different things. And one of those was doing a special showing and Q&A of Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. And so this was back in maybe it was soon after the movie came out. So it was probably like 2008, something like that. And um, he spent so much of the time talking about how 
kind and collaborative and gracious and wonderful Guillermo was to work with. And he even said there, he's like, if Guillermo ever calls me, I will say, yes, I don't need to read the script. I don't need to know anything about it. I will do anything I can to work with this guy. And ever since then, that, that, that image of what type of creator he is mm -hmm. has never left the context of all the films that I saw subsequently. Um, like I absolutely love Crimson Peak. I, I feel like at yeah. the time I liked it more than a lot of other people. And I feel like thankfully it's, it's gotten um, a, a better following in the years since it came out. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't separate how much people love working with this man from the things that he makes and that just makes it so much more enjoyable for mm -hmm. me like i like it when capital g good people make art because yeah. I, I feel good about consuming that art and sharing it with others yeah and uh because of that his movies have a little bit of a higher status than most i see like i i feel just like this sort of pre-emotional connection to them mm -hmm. um i think frankenstein is going to be incredible oh, because yeah. i absolutely oh love that book i think he is one of the few people in the world who can really understand and adapt that book um and that is you know just next in a long line um a fantastic film so i this is another one i'm tempted to use a token i know there's enough left so i'm actually going to hold back but oh. <laughs> um this is uh this is a great one because i like it again because it is it is finite you know there are they're just these movies. There's not really any to argue our, our in or out. Um, but there's there's so much to talk about in them. And there's just looking at this man's career over the past few decades, um, there is just an unbelievable amount of, of information and topics uh, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. mine from this. Yeah. I, I think it would be very, very fun from that regard. If we had started with Guillermo first. I could have easily spent all four tokens immediately <laughs> on some of these I mean, movies. Well, you you can't, you can't, you oh, can only use one. one per franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the rules but... held me accountable, but yeah, a yeah. Crimson Peak <laughs> is a movie that I watch at least once every year. Like that yeah. is one of my favorite feel good movies. Like I love Crimson Peak with such yep. a passion. Yep. And then the shape of water. It's like, that's yep. the reason why the dark universe failed is because he made the creature movie. So like, they can't, they can't do that. Like you can't yeah. do it better. No, absolutely. Um, Scott, last right. question yes. about Del Toro yes. though. You said this is the second time it's in the, it's in the bracket. So does that mean that yeah. if it loses this year, it's out forever? No, no, it would have to lose again. It would have to three, lose a third three time. is the number. Okay. Yeah. Three is mm -hmm. the number. Three strikes you're out. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Finally, the final listener pick of uh of this i saved it for last i think it's the most controversial choice <laughs> um yep. this was this was submitted by a zach um yes it was we're going to uh discuss this one in terms of what we should include and what we should not include for a variety of reasons um because it seems to be very popular on the discord in terms of <laughs> a winning pick it's like um, the gritty of the of the bracket this year. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is. It is. Um it is a it is certainly a non-traditional genre pick. Um Nick was chosen as the leader for this. <clears throat> and that is <clears throat> Notebook Cinema. Um yeah. this I like is Gary's name, the note the, the the NCU, the Notebook Cinematic yes. Universe. Yes. 
the notebook notebook cinematic universe. Uh, so this is a a film in which or a, a film franchise in which um, notebooks uh, are pivotal to the plot in some way, um, and that is that is the that is the uh, thread that we're we're pulling here. I'm going to read the f- entire list, and then we can go back and sort of reassess to really like hone in on what we're talking about here. Um, so, and I will say originally when Zach proposed this, there was like five or six movies on this list, but I just felt like it was a little half-assed, which it was meant to be when he posted it. The genre mm-hmm. was shit post. That yeah. was, it was, a <laughs> it was not meant to be taken seriously, but it quickly, very quickly. I mean, this was like two days before the end when he posted this very quickly shot to the top of the charts in terms of how many people voted for this. Um, so here we go. The films are 1988's Heathers, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Seven, Harriet the Spy, The Water Boy, Cruel Intentions, American Pie, Bridget Jones's Diary, The Princess Diaries, Mean Girls, The Notebook, The Prestige, The Devil Wears Prada, Death Note, 27 Dresses, <laughs> and The Book of Henry. With a franchise potential uh, 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 chosen by my by by me, um, which is Little Black Book from 2004, a film which is titled Little Black Book, but does not actually feature a book of any kind, <laughs> uh, because the Little Black Book in question is actually a palm pilot. So there we go. Um, the Notebook of well, the Future. <clears throat> the Notebook of the Future, or so they thought. Um, so, so right off the bat, uh, I just want to say, so this all came out of the fact that um, Ash on the Discord, who, who none, of, none of her franchises that she uh, nominated uh, uh, ended up in the final eight, um, but one of them was Nicholas Sparks' adaptations, which features The Notebook. There was discussion about that movie, and out of that, uh, being Zach being like, that's the only one that I would ever want to hear them cover out of that entire list of Nicholas Sparks adaptations. He then created <laughs> this franchise, uh, uh, to cover the notebook while also like fitting it into a different kind of franchise. So that's why, that's how we mm-hmm. got here. Um, and, and now, then now there's <clears throat> the book of Henry on, on the list. Yeah. And now there's the book of Henry I'm because so we, glad that's on the list. We can't, we we added that on Dueling Genre tonight last week yep. because we we're like, how could that not be on this list? It has to be on the list. Yeah. Um. So, uh, here is here here's my feeling on this. Um. So I I I think it's an I think it's an interesting non traditional franchise. Um. I think that it will be very difficult to. Uh, thread a connection between all of these films. Um. So it will be a really complex franchise i think um so right off the bat there are five films in this that i would cut out of this um and but it sucks because a lot of them are some of the best notebooks in the thing um and that would be and i I would cut them because they're part of other franchises so i would cut last crusade i would cut american pie Mm -hmm. bridget jones's diary the princess diaries and death note um i would cut all of those just because, one, let's make, if it's going to be a silly franchise, let's at least make it a little more manageable um, mm-hmm. than 15 films or 16 films. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm willing to be convinced. Um, but 
Uh, Nick, you were chosen as the leader of this franchise. Yes. Um, it's true. Yes. What are your <laughs> What are your What are your thoughts on the Notebook Cinematic Universe, and what are your thoughts on cutting some of the films versus leaving some of the films in? You know, I mean, it's it's Zach kind of accidentally created like the xenomorph of like <laughs> nominations. Like what's so scary about this is like literally Scott, while you were describing it, I every time I think about this franchise, so <clears> to speak, <throat> a new movie pops up mm-hmm. in oh. my head. Like when you were talking about a notebooks that are important to the plot of the movie, I was like, oh, number 23. Oh <sighs> man. Like yeah. he has that spiral notebook. And so it's like it, th- yeah. But you're right. It, we have to keep this manageable. Um, <laughs> it's funny, you know. We give Zach a hard time, but uh, but yeah, like it, he he threw out this kind of half-assed, half list, and you expanded it into this monstrosity, right? Um, the only way if we're going to do it, I want to exactly. Fucking no, do I agree it. with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, this is a fascinating uh, list of movies. I and then what I've decided to do is kind of focus on like how the notebook affects the plot. Like, mm-hmm. where does the notebook come from? Who designed the notebook in the movie? Yeah. Who was like the prop designer? Right. Um, I use a notebook to keep notes for franchiseography. So this would be a really <laughs> meta, <laughs> like meta season for me. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Thank you, Zach, for, for you know, making, making, making the, making the, the bracket fun this year. What what are your thoughts on on cutting the franchise uh the franchise entries out of this list? Oh, I see what you mean. Like Indiana Jones or American um, Pie, Bridget American Jones. Pie. Yeah. That's a that's a that's kind of a clean way to make this more manageable, I think, of like Okay. Well, what are we going to do? Cover talk about Last Crusade twice, you know? Right, right, exactly. Um all right. Yeah. I'm I'll cut all of those out then. Um, and then that leaves us with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Cause you had, you don't have nine, princess 10, diaries to the Royal engagement 11. on this. You just had the first. No, diaries. because the diary is not part of the plot. That's true. <laughs> it's just in the title. Just in the title. Um, yeah. Whereas like, it's actually part of the plot in the first one. Mark, mm-hmm. would you like to use your last coin on any of these? <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm good, but I, I do think, yeah, there, there are some, franchises within this that they can be omitted like the water boy i think is is one i mean if you ever wanted to talk about adam sandler movies whether it's the left facing or the right facing uh adam sandler movies however you want to separate (laughs) those um but yeah even even the the green notebook in in the water boy it's for a supporting character i don't know that it really um impacts like the entire movie um, okay. but then I was thinking either for franchise potential or maybe even because it, it doesn't have a franchise, it maybe just falls into this cat- category, but the book of Eli is another movie that's, mm. about... but that's in his brain. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not a book. It's not a book. I know. <laughs> it's, mm. it's not even in nope. Braille. I thought it was in Braille. I thought, I he, no, movie. no. Cause it's a reveal that he's blind. It's like a that's big right. twist. Yeah. Ooh, what a twist. Ooh. Spoilers for <laughs> 2006. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Benny, what are your, do you have any of these that you'd be, you'd be raring to talk about? <laughs> Two things. Okay. One of them is I will staunchly defend this list. And <laughs> because I came 
not all of them, but I have a few non-traditional lists with me. And uh-huh. I think oh. this is a chance to, uh, it, in in sort of fabricating a through line between these otherwise disparate movies, I think yeah. that is the seeds of some interesting conversation. Uh, that said, I'm throwing a token down for the prestige. I will uh, take any chance I get mm. to talk about that movie. Yeah. I absolutely adore that movie. I think it fits in very well with this. And um, it's... Uh... Honestly, if I could use three tokens, I would also do Cruel Intentions and Mean Girls, but I'm going to stick with just the prestige. <laughs> wow. and, uh, and we'll go with that. <laughs> all right. Um, so all right. Well, token. All right. Matt Bennett using his second token. He has two left outside of his own franchises, whereas uh, Mark still has one remaining token outside of his own franchises. Um, All right, so the final list, I believe, unless we add something between 2008 and 2017, um, because there does seem to be a lull in uh, the Notebook (laughs) Cinematic Universe uh, between those dates. Um, I don't know if the internet age. It's like the Book of Henry almost counts as like a false reboot. Like they tried to reboot the Notebook (laughs) Cinematic Universe, and it just didn't go well. Um, When it's as bad as it could have gone. Yeah, after its natural conclusion with twenty seven dresses. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, so the uh, the ten films as it stands currently would be Heather's Seven, Harriet the Spy, Cruel Intentions, Mean Girls, The Notebook, The Prestige, The Devil Wears Prada, and twenty seven or twenty seven dresses, and The Book of Henry. Um, so that would be that's that would a very be good 10. list. That's a lot. That better. is a. Fr- that's a pretty. That's a. I think that's a pretty good list, and it's it's weird. It's very it's like half of what Jackie Chan would be. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, all right, so that is the Notebook Cinematic Universe, um, and that those are our eight listener picks uh, this year. So good job, everybody. Yeah, yeah, great job, great job, great voting. choices. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, moving on. Um, the way we're going to work this through, because we've got, we want everybody to get a chance to talk and we don't want people to talk monologue for a really long time. Um, we're going to go around and since Nick and I both have eight picks and you guys have four, we're going to do a two, one, two, one round Robin. The two, one. Um, so we're going to start with Nick. Um, Nick, you're going to, you're going to do, uh, uh, one at a time, but you're going to pick your first two to reveal, um, that we're adding to the bracket. Um, and before we go to one of our producers for their first. Um, so Nick, what is your first franchise nomination? Well, Scott, my first franchise nomination for the 2024 franchiseography bracket special March madness. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> Third angle <laughs> is the Hunger Games. Ah, not Solid. your first time. Not not the first time you have nominated the Hunger Games. This is one that is near and dear to your heart and something that you have been wanting to cover for a while now. So tell us more about that. Yeah, this was nominated back in 21 when we were doing this on Twitter. And um, I remember it doing pretty well. It ultimately didn't make it, of course. That was Spy Kids' year, which was a great, was yeah. a great uh, chapter of the show. Um. I love these books. I love this world. I love the movies. It's kind of like, you know, these came out while I was in college and sort of ended when I was leaving college. So it's sort of like, it's a YA franchise. And it sort of kind of represents like the end of a childhood for me. Sure. Um, Fascinating. I, I love Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. That almost made my top Same. 10 last year. 
Mm. I really liked it too. Just like a stealth, like just a solid movie. And and I find the world so fascinating. I have half a mind to actually reread the books if this does win. Hmm. Um, I just think Suzanne Collins crafted such a rich world that is such like a dark mirror to the one that we're living in. Um, but then also like PETA bakes himself to look like a rock at one point. So it's not going to be like <laughs> all serious. <laughs> so this would be five movies, I believe. The Hunger Games, Catching mm-hmm. Fire, Mockingjay, both of them. And then The Ballad of Songbirds is next. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Solid franchise. Uh, yeah. Mark, what are your what are your thoughts? Oh, um, I won't speak too long on it. I just think it's fantastic. Great choice. Thank you. Benny? This was uh, actually one of the ones I brought, so I'm happy to put it at the bottom of the list and scratch it off mine, but um, I, I love this franchise. I really, really liked uh, the new one last year, mm-hmm. um, so I, I'd i be totally down for this one. I think it's a it's it's great. A lot to talk I'm, about. I'm glad that happened, because this is actually a question that I had. So does does Benny now have to get a new movie to fill that slot, or does he just have yeah, one Yeah, he has less? backups. I told yeah, him to come uh, prepared yeah. with backups. I, I brought a lot. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so my question to you, Nick, is what is the franchise potential for the Hunger Games? Well, I thought about this. This, you know, the Hunger Games beget a lot of movies like this. Uh huh. In the you know decade that they were coming out, but a lot of them did get sequels. So, like, they don't you know fully count. Even the uh, the I thought about doing the Mortal Instruments one, but that got like a pretty successful like MTV series out of it. So, oh yeah, I picked a very obscure movie that I've never seen before and only vaguely remember the trailer. It is 2018's The Darkest Minds. The Darkest hmm. Minds. Starring uh, Amanda Stenberg, they have, uh, who played Rue in The Hunger Games. and was in Oh, Hate I you remember Give. this. Yeah. Directed by Jennifer U. Nelson of the Kung Fu Panda movies. Whoa. Hmm. It's about a live uh, action debut. This is the I believe so. This is the logline on Letterboxd. After a disease kills 98% of America's children, the surviving 2% develop superpowers and are placed in internment camps. A 16-year-old girl escapes her camp and joins a group of other teens on the run from the government. All right. Well, there you go. Sounds like uh a good uh another example of of uh, young adults being controlled by the government. So <laughs> There it is. And they rise up. Um, and it is part of a YA series and was never continued. So, yeah, perfect franchise potential. Um, all right. Great. So that is The Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, I would be excited to revisit these movies and it would give me an excuse to finally watch Songbirds and Snakes, a movie that I am excited to watch. Um, but I've been uh, I've, I've been waiting for it to hit streaming. Um, and it, uh, it apparently it's going to yeah. be coming to peacock i don't know i don't know um but any in any event uh i'm excited to watch it um all right nick what is your second franchise pick i am going to be resurrecting a franchise that a, liter- a listener submitted this year that didn't make it far enough in my opinion it's ash's <laughs> submission of the magic mike trilogy oh hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah it's three movies they're mm-hmm. about positive male camaraderie and uh, representation and like art and vulnerability they're uh they're fun you got two steven soderbergh movies magic bike xxl is one of my favorite movies one of the great hangout movies of the modern age and uh be fascinated to uh, scott have you seen any of these nope 
yeah, I'm I'm fascinated to hear what you think of of Mike's arc across this trilogy. <laughs> um, I am too. Uh, I I these are these are movies I've always wanted an excuse to watch. So um, that would be that would be great. Are you going to be using Ash's uh, uh franchise potential pick of Showgirls? Yeah, that sounds right. I was between okay. that and Coyote Ugly, but I think Showgirls. I've never seen either of them, so actually, I don't know. Uh, I oh speak. man. <laughs> I feel like Coyote Ugly. That is the that is the pick. I feel like that's okay. Yeah, Listen no, I feel like Ugly. that. Yeah, I feel like that makes a lot more sense. Okay, um, not to say that Showgirls wasn't a good pick, but um, Mark, have you Ugly. are you are you a Magic Mike fan? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't seen those movies, but I, I yeah. did. <laughs> uh, not to spoil it, but I have a I have a Soderbergh pick in mind. Ooh, oh, crazy! Well, well, well. Benny, I love all three. I think they're great. <laughs> I think it's uh, a, a very underrated trilogy that works very well as a trilogy. So I'm uh, full support of this one. Great. I'm so Soderbergh's awesome. Yeah, so, true. I'm in. Um. All right. Uh. Mark, we'll start with you. What is your first uh, uh franchise nomination? Well, let me go ahead and and put this one out there since we're we're on this topic. But my my one of my franchise picks was going to be the Oceans franchise. Mm, okay, so um, I'm not sure if you want to include the original 1960 uh, with uh, Frank Sinatra and, and Dean Martin and all them. But yeah, Oceans 11, 12, 13 spinoff, of course, Oceans eight. Um, I was trying to figure out a franchise potential. I know Soderbergh has a lot of. Um, other films like Logan Lucky and um, even Contagion. I mean, right? I mean, I don't know if there's ever going to be a sequel to Contagion, given that there was an actual pandemic that happened. But you know, uh. <laughs> um, Mark, can I possibly do an assist? Um, so uh, uh, Oceans was on mine, and the franchise potential that I found for that, I'm actually still trying to find it on my phone. Scott, do you remember the movie where it's? Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson, and they try to break into the SAT building. Oh, and like, uh, yes, big, it is big score or something. Oh. Yeah, the big, the, 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 yeah, I think it's called, I, oh man, what is that? The perfect um, score? Is perfect score. Matt yep. Lillard? The perfect it? score. Yep. Probably. That's a good bet, Mark. Yeah. The That's perfect score. Good. That is he it. He plays his brother. Or, yeah. I've never yeah. seen it, but I was like, what's another heist kind of movie that never got a sequel? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. The perfect score. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like somebody involved in the making of that movie is really interesting. Where you're like, really? Whoa! <laughs> um, like either the writer or director. Somebody, somebody uh, involved in that movie was is, is and, someone. I don't know. Uh, there is currently an Ocean's prequel in development, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, set in the '60s. Right, right. Oh, um, so it goes full circle. Back yeah, Ocean's. What are they calling it? I forget. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I don't remember what the number is. The, the yeah, trendy thing nowadays the... is to go back to one. So maybe it's ocean. Ocean's one. one. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, strap in. We got to make uh, at least nine of these. We've already got eight, so we'll skip that one. <laughs> oh, no. um, <laughs> yep. But we got to make two through seven, and we got to make nine and ten. <laughs> yes, exactly. Barry Keoghan has to play like he has to play like young <laughs> Elliot Gould. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's not tall enough. That would yeah. be so yeah, weird. He's a tall guy. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So we got eight oceans, 11. I would be uh, very excited to revisit these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like 
a lot of fun and uh, talk about hangout movies, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, always good, good to talk about heist movies, what make heist movies work. And the, yeah, Sto- yeah. the Soderbergh yeah. storytelling, you know, his his style of that is is just good to pick apart for a franchise. Yeah. And Mark, your uh, your personal guest token, um, which which film will you be using uh, your token on? So I was actually going to put it on uh, Ocean's 8 if it made it, because I would like hmm. to talk about that one. Um, right. Yeah, that that's just like a big Hollywood topic in general um, that I think mm, yeah. needs to have a conversation, um, especially when we talk about movies like um, the 2019s or t- 2018s Ghostbusters. I forget what year sure. that one came out. 2016. 2016. Yeah, but you know that. Yeah, answer the call. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That all a late an ensemble of women. Yeah. Oh, we hate this. <laughs> what is this communist America? Uh, Lady Ghostbusters. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Well, that'll be that'll be uh that'll be an interesting topic. Um. So all right. So that is Ocean's Eleven. So now I will go and I, with my first two picks. Um. Let's see. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to start with a, a couple, uh, uh, quick hits. Um, my, my, uh, a couple of traditionals I'll call them, um, because I do have a lot of non-traditionals on my list. Um, so first up, I'm going to choose, uh, the purge franchise. Wow. Um, a horror franchise wow. that I've never seen. Oh, you've never um, seen oh. I've never seen any of these, but I've heard that while the first one starts off kind of rough. The rest sort of like lean all the way into the sort of uh, nationalistic satire and mm-hmm. all of political satire um, and that they got like a lot better after that first film. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just curious. I've always been curious, but I've never had an excuse to watch them. Um, it is five films. Uh, and so uh, this would cover the purge, the purge anarchy, the purge election year, the first purge, the forever purge. Um, and uh, of course, if they ever reboot it, but we will not be covering the television series um, as per the uh, There's rules a television a series. There's a TV podcast. show for everything nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a two season, I think television oh series gosh. for the purge. Yeah. Um, I believe it's, it's structured like 24 where each season is one night of the purge. Um, I wow. believe that's yeah. actually clever. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's kind of clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it could hold up, uh, to that, uh, structure, um, for my franchise potential, I have chosen the running man, 1987, Great pick. the running man. Um, I had this so... on my list too. So, <laughs> oh, very, uh, very good pick. And yeah. Um, that's a cool franchise potential too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have a different one? What was your franchise? Potential? I actually had Battle Royale, which oh. I would think would almost be a better franchise pick for the Hunger Games because sure. the Hunger Games is based off of Battle Royale, or at least yeah. like heavily influenced by. Right. Um, but yeah, kind of the same thematic thread. Um, Definitely. as Running Man, I, I like that. Definitely. Um. So, uh, yeah. Any other Nick? You you had a re- strong reaction to me mentioning the Purge. What was your What are your thoughts on covering the Purge? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's cool for a number of reasons. I like these, like, these franchises that aren't, like, mega huge cruise liners. Right. Like, hmm. they, they're kind of almost like a grindhouse kind mm-hmm. of mentality. Like, mm-hmm. they may think they cheap, but also it's, like, cheap, but also ambitious and walks that line between satire and 
Grindhouse. I never saw the last one, The Forever Purge. So that would be mm-hmm. that would be interesting. And yeah, like kind of just talking about thematically charting this franchise's philosophy, I think would be really interesting. Yeah, right. I got a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um okay. So for my second uh franchise nomination, I'm going to pick one that I've I've actually been toying with wanting to put on here for a long time. Um, I feel like it has next to zero chance of even getting out of the first round. Um, in fact, I kind of feel that way about The Purge as well, knowing our listeners. <laughs> but but I put it on here because I think that it's going to be a really interesting story and in how it charts a very particular segment of Hollywood, um, mm. which we have not discussed at all in any stretch on our show before. Um, and there's lots of material to pull from. Uh, and that is the, uh, comedy superhero franchise, the toxic Avenger. Hell yes. Um, uh, this is Troma's the toxic Avenger. Uh, this would include the toxic Avenger from 1984, uh, part two from 1989, uh, part three, the last temptation of Toxie also from 1989 citizen Toxie, the toxic Avenger four, from 2000, which is a direct sequel to the first Toxic Avenger um, and completely ignores the events of Part 2 and Part 3, despite the fact that it is, in fact, called Part 4. Um, <laughs> and uh, as well as the reboot being released this year, mm-hmm. starring Peter Dinklage, uh, 2024's The Toxic Avenger. Um, so... The whole trauma sphere of things I just think is really interesting. It is as it is so trashy. It is so like to call it grindhouse is kind of disrespecting grindhouse. Um, <laughs> these are these are garbage movies, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like just like entirely right. And this is about a. Uh, 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 what they say, a pathetic weakling, like this nerd who is uh, a janitor at a gym, is forced into a tutu and then thrown into toxic waste and uh, comes out as a mutated superhero. They rip off stuff from Fantastic Four where he has a blind girlfriend um, because she doesn't know how horrible he looks. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he a super strength. It's bloody. It's gory, but it's in the most stupid <laughs> you know comedic over the top way uh low budget way um and uh yeah this this is you know the first toxic avenger is the first trauma film mm-hmm. and uh being able to chart the story of trauma um over the course of this franchise and then where it ends up um with both the toxic avenger remake as well as my franchise potential pick of 2011's super which is uh, uh, written and directed yeah. by James Gunn, who came out of Troma. He wrote mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet, uh, their uh, Baz Luhrmann uh, riff on Romeo and Juliet. Um, so, yeah, he came out of that school and uh, then went on to make his own over-the-top, gory uh, superhero <laughs> comedy film. So um, I think there's a lot to talk about, and it's short. So it's like it's, it's, it's small, but it's mighty. Um, and, uh, and that would be my pitch. I do not foresee this coming out of round one because I know, uh, half of our listeners have just tuned us out. Talk me talking about it already. Uh, cause they just don't care. 
um, and they're not going to vote for this. But um, I wanted to put it out there just to be like, yeah, this will this will come down the line at some point, probably, even if it doesn't uh, make it on this uh, on this particular list, because it's something that I do want to cover. Nick, what are your what are your thoughts on covering the Toxic Avenger films? Great move, Scott. I have never seen a single Toxic Avenger movie. I assumed that was the case. I assumed that was the case. I watched all of them in high school um, back when I was really into uh, uh, super like pull up your bootstraps and make a movie independent film like Clerks and this. Um, Because I believe there was like a book that came out around that time, too, that was just like, this is how you do it. And it was just like the worst advice, you know, Uh, (laughs) injure all your friends. Yeah. Injure all your friends. Um, Yeah. uh, But yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, I just, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. So are you excited about the prospect? Have you seen any trauma films at all? I don't think I have. I, I, I really, I don't think I'm mostly, I'm just aware of trauma and Lloyd Kaufman through just knowing film history and like, yeah, the kind of the influence that what begat trauma, but like yeah. that because I mean, like I'm, I'm still just reeling from the, the super franchise potential. Like that's like a, that's an ace move. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Mark, I what are your thoughts it. on Toxic Avenger? I I've only seen the first one. I did not know that there was a whole franchise to it. So <laughs> when you first said, I was like, oh, wow, Toxic Avenger. And then you started naming all these movies. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm very familiar, of course, uh, unfortunately familiar, like the splatter gore movies and all that stuff. So, um, you know, that I'm familiar with. So that I, as a franchise, I think there's a lot to talk about. Again, when we talk about like historical homework, right? It's like yeah. this franchise it has potential to to be of a, a, a conversation. So even if you feel like it won't do well in the tournament, I think it has value being in the mm-hmm. tournament itself. Yeah. So I think it's a very good choice. Yeah, sure. Uh, Benny, you're nodding. What are your? I I really like these movies. I I really really love the third one. Uh, to- <laughs> the last time I can't believe you guys have seen these. This is crazy. It, it, the third one. They they develop the cure for blindness. Uh-huh. Toxie isn't sure that he wants Sarah to have it because then she'll see what he looks like now. Yeah, and there's just the, there's just the sincerity and earnestness underneath the the layers and layers of weirdness in yeah. those movies, and they just feel very lovingly made, even though they are really out there. I don't know. I yeah. I think it's a lot of fun, and I agree with Mark. I think I think it's important to have stuff like this to to have kind of a diversity of ideas and have people compare them so yeah i i would vote for this one i think it's fun it's unconventional (laughs) yeah um all right well those are my first two uh benny what is your first pick well unsurprisingly i have a 38 film franchise starring a little green guy i'm just kidding um we're not gonna do godzilla um so mine is uh, one of my favorite franchises, which is Planet of the Apes. Uh, Planet of the Apes is retired. Is it out? It because is it reti- lost three times? Yes, yeah. it lost three times. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. my franchise potential was going to be Logan's run, and I was going to talk about that. But anyways, never seen <laughs> um, uh, my next one, now I'm worried that some of these are retired, but my next one is Final Destination. No, this will be the second time that that has been okay. on, so fair game. Um, I think Oof. these movies are are very very fun because of their cleverness. It's all about tricking the the viewer. What what's fun about these there are 5 of them between 2000 and 2011. 
And if you watch them in order, especially if you binge them, they sort of teach you how to watch these movies. And then in later installments, knowing how they taught you to watch them, they will intentionally undermine you. And <laughs> some of the Rube Goldberg deaths that happen in these are are so uh. elaborate simply for the sake of making you wonder what is going to happen next. Um, and it's just, it's a very different type of edge of your seat viewing. Um, I think mm -hmm. these are just so much fun. Um, I just rewatched them all last year and it was a great weekend to just binge through them. Um, they are comically violent um, and unbelievably contrived in the way that they, it, by, by design, um, in the way that they, they select these people to, to die these, these weird, terrible deaths. But um, yeah, so that's my pick. I don't know about franchise potential. I was trying to think of something sort of horror adjacent but i this is actually one of the ones i have that i don't have an fp for um, it sucks like escape room would be perfect but it did get a sequel a that sequel. i think did it, pretty that's well true. in there and they're pretty those mm -hmm. are fun movies yeah yeah it's interesting because um you know you could do like i i feel like some sort of supernatural slasher makes the most sense oh the truth or dare movie might work Oh yeah. I never saw that, but I know about it. It's I mean it's Jeff Wadlow, so it'll be really bad. Um <laughs> Did you hear the story about the sequel though that they tried to make? I, I did, and I was like, wow, what a great idea that Jeff Wadlow did not come up with, and that's why it's good. <laughs> yeah, um the kids. The kids came up with it while they're hanging yeah, out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, okay. We'll do let's do truth or dare. Um let's put that on there. That's a fun pick, franchise Benny. potential. Yeah, and there there so. is a sixth one coming that uh, yes. John Watts is maybe maybe might it just be story by John Watts? But yes. he is he's creatively involved. Right, right. Um, um it was his pitch, I believe. Uh, but yeah, it's called uh, Final De Destination Bloodlines. Bloodlines, right? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. That's that's very interesting. Um, all right, Nick, we're back to you with all right. your next two selections. Uh, first up, I am going to be bringing back another Fallen nomination from earlier in the month. It's from Andrew Dorowski himself, and it is the Pink Panther film series. Wow. <laughs> mm. Okay. Mm. Um, I love these movies, especially the first one. Uh, the, uh, 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 Peter Sellers, Jacques, uh, Jacques Clouseau is just a great, fun character. Uh, a Shot in the Dark is one of my favorite comedies ever. Um, and I think Blake Edwards, like this kind of sexy, cool, but goofy comedy that, that these movies occupy is just like, I remember the first Pink Panther is like kind of cool. It's <laughs> kind of like an Oceans movie. It's kind of sexy. And the score is really like the Henry Mancini score. Um, I used to own a big puffy pink DVD box set with all of these. Um, and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Peter Sellers is a fascinating figure. And I'm going to be using Andrew's uh, franchiseography nomination, or franchise potential nomination, I should say, uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little. Uh, that is the film starring uh, Bill Murray, right? Yes, which I've never yes. seen. I also haven't seen the, I never saw the Steve Martin's one, Steve Martin one. So that'll be an adventure. 
You've never seen either of the Steve Martin ones? I haven't seen. I definitely haven't seen the second one. I remember everyone knows the hamburger part from the the trailer for the first movie, but I never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and I and everybody remembers the uh, uh, silence your cell phone, even turn off your cell phone because even the vibration can be distracting. Um, uh, uh, video the Pink Panther yeah. video before movies played, where he's like vibrating out of his seat. Oh, I'm vibrating. I think I saw that like a thousand times in front of uh, movies for like seven years. Um, I think Beyonce's in one of them. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Um, all right. And uh, yeah, so uh, Pink Panther. Um, I've mixed feelings about uh, visiting this one. Um, it's a long franchise and it's one that I don't particularly care about. Uh, so it'll be... It'll be interesting to see uh, how how quickly I am exhausted by the plots of these movies. Um, uh, but, by him like uh, stepping on a roller skate and falling down some stairs. Yeah, and then he steps on a roller skate. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> um, yeah, but imagine Bethany I, uh, watching like the fifth one and being like, "What the fuck are we doing? Like, what is?" This? I yeah, <laughs> uh, that's I I'll say it first probably. Ooh, um, uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, I I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, do either of you, uh, do either of you have any nostalgia or knowledge of, of these movies at all? Besides like the cartoon. Best man? of luck to you, Nick. <laughs> love this. Just wasn't, wasn't really, I, I'm sure I saw one of them in theaters, but I can't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of under my radar. That's you know, funny. sometimes you got to lace this thing with some round one eliminations mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> sure. this is my <laughs> toxic know? Avenger. Yeah, this is your toxic yeah. adventure. <laughs> I've, I've I've seen Mo- Modesty Blase, which I feel like is kind of in this oh, realm. I've never seen it's, that. It's kind of similar. Sounds like those it. French uh... spy kind of goofy <laughs> moments. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of capers in the in the bracket. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Um, okay, so what is your fourth uh, franchise pick? Uh, I'm bringing back. Uh, another another uh, uh, nomination from a listener that I thought was just so fascinating and uh, out, out of left field. So I guess I kind of wanted to celebrate that and encourage that for years to come, um, mm-hmm. like a seed. So I'm bringing back Claudia from the Discord's nomination, Bowie on film. All right. Mm. A lot of these I hadn't mm. seen before. I've never seen The Man Who Fell to Earth. Ooh. Yeah. So um, uh, uh you want to run through what those films are um, for the for the listeners who are not on the Discord? I will. Why, while I am pulling up the list right now on my phone, I will say I am making one amendment to Claudia's list. I am subbing out her submission of uh, Franchise Potential, which was Purple Rain, which is a great movie. Um, and I'm going to be replacing it with a very recent film, 2022's Don't Worry Darling, which was supposed to kick off Harry Styles' cinematic career as an actor. Oh. But history had other plans. That is a very interesting pick. I like so, that. So uh, the full list that I uh, have now uh, via Claudia is, and this is non-traditional genre, uh, it is The Man Who Fell to Earth, The Hunger, Merry Christmas, Absolute Beginners, Merry Christmas, Labyrinth. Mr. Lawrence. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Thank you, Scott. Uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> Absolute Beginners, Labyrinth, The Linguini Incident, Basquiat, hope I said that right, and The Prestige. I have only seen two of those, and I think you know which ones. 
This is the second <laughs> franchise yeah. with the prestige on it. I know. Um, yeah, that's, like, that's so funny. And I will say, uh, uh, Benny, uh, your your uh, token that was used in the prestige, where we will double down on this if it wins. <gasps> Free token. We'll also be on <laughs> yeah. the prestige. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's only fair. Daily double. Yeah, because we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to split the vote. Um. So there we go. All right. Um. Yeah. No. That's uh. You know. That's a. That's a. Yeah, it's a good move, Nick, to bring in these uh listener pick mm-hmm. uh, franchises. I think that's. I think yeah. that's great. Um. And I'm excited about this one being back on the bracket because I thought this was a really cool pick as well. Um. I love David Bowie, and this is such an eclectic list, but with such a uh, a specific through line um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think it's going to be really interesting to cover. So that's yeah. great. This is good for Labyrinth since your franchise potential for Muppets was the Dark Crystal. Right. Great and point. then now you get yeah. to talk about Labyrinth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which gives me nightmares to this day. Benny, thoughts? Yeah, I've. I've only seen two movies on this. I, I saw Labyrinth a very long time ago, and I've seen The Prestige. Um, but part of why I like this is it's an excuse to watch some movies I haven't seen. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, while, while some of these I'm excited for because I get to talk about movies that I really like or I've seen a hundred times, um, this is good in the opposite way. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to encourage those types as well that, you know, franchises that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I've seen three. Th- I've seen three films on this list because I I did watch The Hunger fairly recently. It's the uh, uh, directorial debut of one Tony Scott. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a it's a vampire film. Um, hmm. uh, a sexy vampire film. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a great pick. I'm 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 uh, excited to see how far this goes um, in the bracket, and I'm glad to see it back on, yeah, uh, and back in the tournament. Um, Mark, I think we're back to you. What is your second okay. franchise yeah. pick? Okay, my second franchise pick. Which one do I want to name first? Well, <laughs> I I picked this one for. I, I originally picked it for the horror category, um, but I think the rest of the franchise stems into sci-fi. But it the, the it is the Terminator franchise. It is a franchise that I don't love all of it, but that first movie sings to me. And like it is my fit when people ask me like, oh, you know, my favorite slasher is like, is it Michael Myers? Is it you know? It is Terminator. The mm-hmm. first movie is such a great cyberpunk slasher mm-hmm. of this robot that's, you know, walking around the city just like killing people. Like, this has such a vibe to it. I love, I do, and, you know, I love the, fran- uh, the franchise, like, universe, like the Terminator universe, like the future war and all that stuff, and Kyle Reese and all that. Like, I love the lore of it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if it stems too much into being an action movie franchise, but no. It's sci-fi Man, predominantly, I, for sure. Yeah, sci-fi for sure. And I I just think that this has a lot of things to talk about. Um, James Cameron, you know, Hollywood m- movie making, um, you know, what makes a good slasher movie, why why that first one works so well for me. Um, I just I just wanted this to be a franchise that made it onto the bracket. Whether or not I was involved with this at all, um, this would have been something I, I opted. 
Nice. Um, I'm going to assume then that your token is being used on the Terminator. The Terminator. Yes. Fine. The best one out of the entire franchise. I, I, I actually uh, completely agree with you on that. Uh, on that. Um, it doesn't seem to be a popular uh, uh, thought. Um, everyone seems to think the Terminator Two the, is the, the second one. Yeah, yeah, is the mm-hmm. one. But yeah, no, I fully agree. I think that the Terminator is an absolutely perfect yeah. film um, in, in everything that it does. Uh, I think Terminator Two is also a perfect film in its own way. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But no, but classic, there's something but... about the simplicity of that first film that is just like. <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah, th- um, there's a total vibe to it. The music, everything. Um, it it's just it just works so well. And then like listening to kind of like the history of the way James Cameron talks about, you know, he always has story time about the movies he's made, and the first Terminator one definitely has it. I don't have a, a franchise potential for it in mind, but I was thinking as like a bonus episode. Maybe you could talk about T2 3D because that's kind of a, a film. You can kind of like when you guys did um, Back to the Future, The Ride. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like that could I don't be know that it would be its own episode. I don't think there's enough there, but I feel like it would be something that has to come up in, mm-hmm. in the way that um, Muppet Vision 3D came up in okay. uh, our Muppets franchise. I feel like we would, we would bring it up um, at some point. But... Um, in terms of franchise potential, that's killer. true. I guess the abyss, the abyss Ooh, could the be abyss. something. Uh, I'm going to nix that one uh, for reasons okay. that will become obvious in a little while. Um, I want to stick with killer robots. I feel like killer robots is probably there's lots of killer robots. I mean, you could do you could do chopping mall. <laughs> How <laughs> I used to work at the about, chopping uh, mall, um, <laughs> Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> Oh, so so many. Yeah, and yeah. Just off the top of my head, I don't know because it's such. Um, a, it's like speed. Like Terminator begat so many ripoffs. That's yes, right. They kind of all blur together. Right. What about Dread? Is that a good one? Dread? No, because it's, it's, it, 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 there's two films. There's Judge Dread ah, and there's Dread. The... So now doesn't work. No, unfortunately. Because yeah, like Cyborg, uh, there's a bunch of those. I don't know. Don't think about it. Right? Is there? You could do. Oh, what about? Um, it, it's kind of a flip of it, but uh, Demolition Man. Oh my god! I'm so glad you said that because I would have been fun. kicking myself later. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about that movie the other day. Yeah, yes, okay. Demolition Man. I like Demolition that. Man. That's a fun. Oh, connect. it has to be. Okay. Great, oh, great, you great. know why? Because I was in Taco Bell eating the other day, and I thought I, about that movie. I think about Demolition Man every time I eat Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, I don't know how yeah. you could not. Uh, I do want to circle back to Benny for a second. Benny, we did not place a token on any of the Final Destination films. Mm, um, good, good catch. So. Oh, for me, it would be the fifth one. Fifth one. Okay. Oh, wow. It's not necessarily my favorite one, but the one I would be most excited to talk about. All right. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, okay. So that circles back to me, I believe. Um, okay. So we're going to go with, I'm going to get my, um, I'm going to get all my uh, traditional ones out of the way. Um, uh, Cause I do have a lot of non-traditionals. Oh, wait, should, um, should, uh, have we been saying who who they would want to cover their picks? Oh, that's true. Yes, you have to pick your your lead on your picks, guys. Can we just like mm-hmm. bullet through them? Like, yeah. So let's. Uh, so so uh, Mark, who do you want to lead? Ocean's Eleven. Um. Let's do Nick Ocean's and Scott Terminator. Boom. All right. Nick and me. Uh, Benny. 
I want to say Scott Final Destination because okay. I think my next one I'm going to say Nick. All right. All right. There we go. Okay. Um. All right. So my next two picks. Your final um, two picks. I. Uh, what's that? Is it your final two picks? No, we have eight picks. Okay. Yeah, you and I have eight picks, not four. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm going to let's see. Yeah. So so getting my final. This is my final traditional pick. Uh, traditional <laughs> franchise pick. Um, out of the way. Uh, it will also uh, drive this particular fellow into retirement uh, if he loses, um, and that is uh, Super Superman. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing back Superman. Wow. Um, Good year for it. This will be a nine-film franchise, uh, which would include uh, Superman, Superman 2, Superman 3, Supergirl, uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, Superman Returns, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Justice League slash Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, and the franchise potential is Black Adam, um, hmm. the promise of more Superman, uh, that was never, um, <laughs> and will never be, uh... Have you seen Black Adam yet, nope, Scott? still haven't. Oh, my God. I've been waiting. I've been waiting because I knew that I wanted it to be the franchise. Everyone, please vote, vote for this movie. Um, in addition, in addition to the Black Adam franchise potential, um, I will, I would also like to cover, um, franchise potentials that will be covering the scripts for all of the failed Superman projects mm. over the years. Wow. Um, so we will have an episode on Superman Lives, which is the Kevin Smith, Tim Burton uh, mm. uh, iteration from the 90s. We will be talking about Superman Flyby, the J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. McGee collaboration. Um, we will be talking about Batman versus Superman, uh, the Walker Peterson collaboration, and Justice League Mortal, the Mulroney George Miller film. Um, wow, all Scott. of those scripts are uh, readily available, um, and we will be discussing those on the franchise potentials, mostly because I'm interested in learning more about all of those projects. Um, I mean, so- I loved our episode where we talked about Duel of the Fates. The I did too. Hmm. I did so. too. I, I I think I think it's a lot of fun. So I want to cover all of that because I really want this to be just a a a fully immersive sort of like Superman franchise uh, mm-hmm. miniseries. And uh, uh, yeah, so I'm 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 putting the big blue Boy Scout um, on the chopping block this year. Um, because His final if fight. he loses, he's retired. He's um, retired. Well, and yep, and yeah. legacy is next year. Legacy right? is next year. Yep. Next year. So it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Right. Um, very good. Any very any true. other any thoughts on on a on a Superman franchise? Any tokens wanting to be used on a Superman? <laughs> it was franchise? on my list wow. as a backup in case you know one of mine was already taken. So I'm glad you said it, Scott. Uh-huh. I think um, Superman hasn't done well in your listener pick tournaments previously. Um, and it actually think, he's done pretty well. Like he's gotten to the finals like twice, I think. Twice, yeah. okay, yeah. I remember one time he it was like first round out, and yes. I think Batman ended up winning like the whole thing, which is uh, so ironic. The mistake there was that it was it was a uh, super it was Superman and Batman on the same bracket because Batman's always yeah. going to beat the shit out of Superman. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ironically, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. I'm a little nostalgic, yeah. Scott. Um, if if this wins, it will be the tenth podcast you and I have recorded about Man of Steel. 
<laughs> That's true. Oh wow! Uh, is that right? What a movie! I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not exaggerating as much as I think I am. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I yeah. think I've seen that movie like five times, or and it is each. It is always for a podcast. It's always like, well, we got to do yeah. a fucking got to talk about. A pockets weird in this one, I guess. <laughs> why, why do we Why do we talk about this movie so much? Yeah, uh, and I always have a different opinion each time. Sometimes I'm like, I like it. Now. I like yeah, it this that's time. True. <laughs> that's true. Just depends on like what mood you're bringing in. Um, right. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Benny, thoughts on us on the Superman franchise? I love this one. I I'm still holding my tokens back, but I would have thrown one down on Superman two. I mm. I that was one of the first superhero movies that I was really, really into like rewind the tape when I'm done and watch it again. Kind of obsessed with. Yeah. Um, I also really like how Superman I'm really into movie franchises that have grown over the years. It's part of what I love about Godzilla is it's, it's very telling of the time that the film came out. And I think that Superman is one of the few franchises that has uh, straddled the superhero Hollywood obsession. Mm-hmm. And um, it, in a lot of ways, started it and influenced it. Um, so I, I like this one kind of, kind of from an academic standpoint, similar to others, where like I think there's just a lot to talk about. I really like your idea of the different scripts because then it's just fully a discussion about Superman and film in general, and yeah. not just about these individual entries. Um, and I think it's just particularly timely. I, I, I would vote for this one so far, honestly. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I guess I'll have to put a token down for one of these movies. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take off the Zack Snyder movies. You're not allowed to put a token on one of those. Oh no. (laughs) Everyone has heard enough of your thoughts on those. I I, I have no, I have no opinions about those movies. I've never even seen them before. Yeah. You want to hear uh, hours and hours, hundreds of hours of Mark talking about those movies. You can do that on uh, DC Cinematic Minute, the podcast that he hosts. Um, So it would have to be one of the other ones. Um, I would be listening to the Dawn of Justice episode and just in my car, just... <laughs> I'll, I'll be so ready for that one. Um, uh, I, would, I would like to do Superman Returns. I think that's a movie worth talking about. All right. All right. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting movie. And you are officially out of guest tokens outside of your own franchises. So mm-hmm. um, let's hope you do not regret that choice. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, moving on to my uh, second franchise and my first non-traditional franchise. Um, this is going to be I wanted to. So, so uh, Nick, I'm glad that you put Magic Mike on here so that Ash gets a win. I wanted to give her another win. You know, she's yeah, she's one of our she's one of our uh, our, our biggest cheerleaders on on the discord. A ten dollar um, plus patron, no less. Absolutely. Um, you know, she wanted to see some rom coms on here. So I decided to create a rom com franchise for her. Um, and that is teen rom coms based on literature. Whoa. Um, yes. And so we yes. have a 10 film franchise uh, which starts with Clueless in 1995 and then we have She's All That, 10 Things I Hate About You, Whatever It Takes, Get Over It, She's the Man, John Tucker Must Die, Material Girls, Easy A, and we end with Warm Bodies in 2013. Ooh. Um, and our franchise potential will be Sydney White, which is not based on literature 
so much as a fairy tale. Um, can I can I suggest a late game inclusion of 2023's Anyone But You? No, because on... they are not teens. They're not. Oh, that's right. They're adults. Okay, yeah, you said teens. Perfect. Yes, they are. It's a teen rom com. I thought about that because this also takes off um 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 our boys on the island, Fire Island. It also, it also right. removes them from the scenario. <laughs> good boys. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. Because this is specifically teen rom coms. Um. So there we go. Because then, I mean, yeah, you, you do adults, oh, then- and that opens the floodgates suddenly. Because no. I'm also sure. not including O. Because oh, while based on Othello, it's not a is not a rom com. It is a, a thriller, mm-hmm. you know, drama, oh, whatever. Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, uh, fucking make teen adaptations of Shakespeare tragedies for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like teen I guess Hamlet. That, yeah, we did Romeo plus Juliet, right? right back classic. then. That's true. Um, yeah, I didn't include that either, uh, <laughs> and I didn't include. Um, I did not include Cruel Intentions, which is based on Dangerous Liaisons, mm-hmm. again, because thriller. Um, yeah. I love She's the Man. I reviewed that back when I was a teen film critic, and I'd be excited to revisit it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starring so, Channing Tatum, uh, Magic Mike himself. Uh, so, so, yeah, that one's for you, Ash. I hope you enjoy it. Teen rom-coms based on literature. Um, Very good pick. Yes. Throwing a token. Oh, wow. Okay. Ten okay, Things I Hate About You. All right. Awesome. Fantastic. Love that movie. I I just love rom coms in general, but I yeah. think that movie is fantastic. I love hyperlink films, and right. just the the cast in there. Yeah, would love Taming right. of the Shrew. Great story. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. So uh, Matt has one token left outside of his own franchises. Teen lit um, romances. Yeah. All right. So moving awesome. on. Speaking of uh, Mr. Matt Bennett, uh, you've got another franchise to name. Right, so I've got a small franchise, but an interesting one. The Cloverfield franchise. Oh, yeah. Oh, so oh, yeah. this is three movies. We've got 2008's Cloverfield. We've got 2016's 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is just an absolute banger. And then we have the Cloverfield Paradox, which is an, a very interesting study in like how this franchise has become sort of an anthology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how like sometimes they will make movies and retroactively make them Cloverfield movies, mm-hmm. or the opposite in the case of A Quiet Place. Um, so, I it's a little franchise, but I like that one. Um, and then my franchise potential is Troll Hunter from 2010, which is also a monster based oh. uh, first person camcorder type film. I think, it's, I think it's Norwegian. Yes, um, wonderful movie. Found footage, um, great. Yes, yeah. yeah. Found footage uh, monster solid. movies is could be a whole genre in itself. And um, I, yeah. I will, I will fully accept Troll Hunters. Um, I will, I will only say that there the other option. I don't know if you had thought about this or not, but the um, the film. Oh, I think the Overlord. Overlord, yeah, which yeah. was intended to be a Cloverfield yes. movie, and then they pulled all the Cloverfield references out of it. I yeah. would actually be really into that as well because I think you can't really talk about Cloverfield without talking about the production of this because like A Quiet Place up until filming yeah. was meant to at least tangentially relate to Cloverfield mm-hmm. and right, right now there are two maybe Cloverfield movies in in pre-production right um, yeah and then Cloverfield Paradox they announced it and released it immediately during the super bowl a couple of years ago they right. just said hey right. we made a cloverfield movie and it's on netflix right now um, yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that yeah. is fascinating yeah um 
Yeah, Overload is is almost like franchise potential. Of like it was potentially in this franchise. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Oh, that's a great pick too. Yeah, it's I like an that. inverted franchise potential. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we do it as a. You know what? I'm gonna. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll throw this out here. Uh, maybe we do Overlord as the cursed uh, bonus feature of this yeah. franchise. Ooh. Okay. Um. So on the main feed, not a franchise potential. Nice. Um. Just because uh, I do think it's interesting. Um, it's very good. As an addition. And then oh. my pick would be Ten Cloverfield Lane. Okay. Um. Dan Trachtenberg just killing it. Yeah. And uh, that's one where it fits well into the franchise, but mm-hmm. it's just so good on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would love. And uh, which one of us would you want to do the homework for that one, Benny? Um, I was gonna say you, Nick, just because wow. I would like to talk about these movies with you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Slush show. I. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, Benny. In high school, I I had a slush show shirt. I was I was really into it. I was in like the all the AR stuff like yeah, Aladigma yeah. and all those things like I yeah. was I was And I I, was I will be excited to talk about the plot because I think that the first the the the, uh, the script you love for the first Cloverfield film I think is one of the most perfect scripts ever written. It's great. Um, it's so tight. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um and it's uh oh god I love Matt it. Reeves. Uh, Drew Goddard. Yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of surprising. Trachtenberg only has like two films. Yeah, in... it's tragedy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just he kept. Uh, you know, he is. Uh, he is a guy who refuses to compromise on mm-hmm. what he wants, and as soon as they ask him to, he was like, "Then I'm not doing yeah. it." Yeah, he, he was. Uh, guys, he was attached to the Uncharted movie for a while. Yep. Yeah. He was yep. attached to Mortal Kombat for and a They're bit. like, we got your lead. It's Tom Holland. And they're like, he's a little young. And they're like, yeah, but he's a movie star. And he's like, okay, fuck off. And then that was that. <laughs> <laughs> then he went and did pray. Yeah. yeah and then I'm he went and did pray, pray now. Yeah. Awesome. Um, which they gave him everything that he wanted for that except a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully he'll get one for the next one or the next two. I think he's doing two now. Uh, yes. Oh, that's cool. Pray sequels. I didn't know they were new too. Yeah. I think he's doing a direct prey sequel and then one called Badlands, which is set in like the post apocalyptic future. Um, oh, I dig mm. that. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Um, all right. Uh, Nick, we are back to you. Uh, what are your next two franchise selections? Well, my next two picks uh, for my first pick have one word, just one born. <laughs> um, well, Nick, I I apologize, but Bourne oh, is it dead? Been retired. He is. It's dead. been retired. It's lost three times. Oh, yes. yep. oh okay. I thought you meant a star is born. Oh, whoa! Can we do that? Can we cover? Oh my each... god, that would have been that would have been <laughs> crazy. And he was <laughs> that was the twist. Is that a friend? <laughs> oh, that yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It's a, four I'm... movies with the same script. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that a franchise? Let's do that. I, I mean, that certainly is a franchise, but that sounds like a nightmare. But yeah, I'll put it down <laughs> if that's what you want to do. Two yeah. of them are good. Okay. Can I just say I was really proud? I was mostly proud of my franchise potential for Born. Uh, it was gonna be it was gonna be the three fifty five. Oh, uh, that is a good pick. Mm, that is a good di- pick. Directed by Simon Kinberg of Dark Phoenix. It's got Jessica yeah. Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz, Diane Kruger, Fan Bingbing, and it was supposed to launch. Like this all girl spy franchise. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to, let's do a Star is Born. I don't even know what the franchise potential for that would be. Um, um, 
I don't glitter know. with Mariah Carey. Glitter? Yeah, let's do glitter. Fuck it. Is that does she have a <laughs> does she have a in glitter? Does she have someone who is uh like taking her under her wing? Oh, that... oh, it should be it should be begin again, right? The Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, begin movie. again. Yeah. Yep. Right? Okay. Cool. I feel like yeah, that <laughs> that, that, that one just jumped poster. out at me as yeah, that was jumped out at me as like cuz it needs to be somebody like a like a, pr- a protege or a, a veteran you know, some... bringing in a protege and then they yeah come. right exactly um, okay cool uh, and there's four of those I'll look up the dates later um, <laughs> you got you got I mean, Judy one of them is, you got it's Barbara like thirty seven fifty four the 70s seventy one. something and then twenty nineteen right? future Oscar winner Bradley Cooper yeah. Uh, 2018, I believe. Okay, thanks, Benny. Thanks for the year I moved here. I think Um, that's a fun one because it. I mean, it really is. They're they're all remakes, but like like the other franchises, like they're all kind of products of their time period. And yeah, especially comparing the original to the newest. Um, I mean, they obviously share a lot of DNA, but major major differences culturally. That is very true. Cool. Uh, yeah, great. so thirty collaboration thirty seven, fifty four and seventy six. Wow, seventy six. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. I think that would be our new oldest movie that we we would cover. Oh yeah, by a country mile. What's yeah. what's your current? <laughs> um, oh, I think it's Muppet movie. It, uh, Star Trek. Yeah. No, I think it's Muppet movie. I th- it could be well, Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Muppets. I think it's Muppets. Okay. Um, because I think I think Star Trek the Motion Picture seventy nine. Oh, Rocky. Oh, you is that when when yeah 70s. you might be right. Am I that seventy six? I think yeah because the bicentennial. Right, that seventy. So yep. that might be the earliest one, unless Muppet Movie is that seventy five. Muppet. Yeah, movie. Rocky was seventy six. No, Muppet Muppets. Movie seventy nine. So yes, it's Rocky. Nice, nice. Rocky is our current oldest. Good movie. Um, now it'll be <laughs> nineteen thirty six. Um, so my second pick, uh, is, uh, it will bring back another listener nomination that I thought was really interesting. It's from Harley W on the discord and the, uh, the name is Buster Keaton joints. Oh, good, well, there you go. That'll be the, that, now that'll be the oldest. <laughs> that'll <Yes>. be oldest. <laughs> so this includes three ages, our hospitality, Sherlock Jr., the navigator, seven changes, go West. Battling Butler, the General College, and Steamboat Junior coming out in the ripe old year of 1928. <laughs> um, All right, I I think I've seen Almost Sherlock Junior. Years old, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fascinated to kind of. I mean, Buster Keaton, he's one of the founding fathers of cinema. Shaped the movie star, shaped the auteur uh, mm-hmm. stunts. We wouldn't have John Wick or Jackie Chan without Buster Keaton. Um, That's true. And for a franchise potential, I will be making my own nomination. I will be nominating a very recent movie, the first and uh, uh, sadly potentially only uh, directorial effort from another great screen comedian, Charlie Day. It is Fool's Paradise, the silent comedy that he starred in and directed last year. That's true. Wow. That's a cool connect. All right. I like a lot of these franchise potential picks today. These are yeah, I don't cool. think I've ever seen a Buster Keaton movie like start to finish. I've always seen on TV and clips. Yeah, yeah. I I've never... seen St- Steamboat Bill Junior. I watched that for a film class, um, but I think that's the only one that I've seen. And I've seen I've seen uh, I saw that and Safety Last for a film class. I've seen um, some Harold Lloyd. Yeah, but I haven't seen yeah. a lot of Buster Keaton. Yeah. 
All right. Well, there we go. Very creative choice. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you to Harley. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Mark, I believe we're back to you for your third pick. All righty. I will. This one's been burning, burning a hole in my pocket, like a, like a wad of cash. <laughs> um, <laughs> I talked to Scott about this one, try to get the approval for it before I put it on here. I try to think of other franchises before I said it. Um, you know, so I said, I don't want to bog you down with 33 Godzilla movies. Uh, and then we decided, let's do it by eras. And so I'm choosing the Showa era Hell Godzilla yeah. movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's 15 movies dating from 1954 to 1975. Um, quite quite the list of movies, quite the range of style of movies, but I think this is a great franchise to not only talk about Godzilla as a pop culture character, but to talk about um, suitmation, talk about uh, the tokusatsu style of, of filmmaking that they do, Eiji Tsuburaya, who has worked on these movies. Um, some of the kind of personal uh touches that um Ishiro Honda does for like some of these characters since he came from directing dramas and stuff like that. Um this is this is near and dear to my heart. I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard me talk about Godzilla before. Uh, <laughs> Mark, you and I should talk. We uh Yeah we should. <laughs> we should. Uh this this is great. Um I, I hope you have a token, Benny. So you know if you want to come in on this. But uh yeah this is um I've got to talk about one of my favorite Godzilla movies, which is in the Showa era, which is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, 1974. This is Jun Fukuda and Masaru Sato who does this. This is also Dave Filoni's favorite movie. So every time he talks about it, I'm like, or I see Dave Filoni wearing anything Mechagodzilla related. I think he even cosplayed as Mechagodzilla once. Um, so still had the cowboy hat though. You got King yeah, Caesar. Had, he got, put oh. the cowboy hat on on Mechagodzilla there. Um, this is a franchise that means so much to me. So of course I had to include it if I was going to be in this tournament. So that is my franchise pick. All right. What is your franchise potential? It would have to be the uh, Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie, 1998. Well, so I'm going to, I'm going to nix that because no, okay. That is technically part of the American era of Godzilla, which also includes the monster verse. It starts the Um, American era. Right. Right. Uh So, so yeah. Um, we can't we can't cover that. Uh, so that's part I, I'm of doing the, the quotes. I'm doing. Everyone's making fun of me for the quotes. I'm not doing quotes sarcastically. I'm literally putting quotes around the name of the era, um, uh, because that's how it's written Start. down. What I don't if know in the finale of Monarch, Kurt Russell was like, "Let's just say we got an ace in the hole," and then they have like that version of Godzilla, like Frozen and Ice. <laughs> yeah, they, um, they almost did that. Right. It's not that version of Godzilla, but they did have a. A little reveal at the end. It was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. There have been other Japanese Godzilla movies where they've referenced like that. That's that Zilla is part of their yeah. universe. In Final way. Wars, he gets uh, knocked into the Sydney Opera yeah, House Final and dies Wars in one hit. <laughs> in GMK, which is 2001, uh, that movie, which wow. um, Kill Bill would use the this actual miniatures in their movie. Um, anyways. Uh yeah, so it is it is referenced sometimes. Uh, I'll have to think about a franchise potential. Um, is there a monster that never got a sequel? I mean, you could like, do War of the Gargantuans. I could do War of the Gargantuans. Uh, I think that's a good one. Um, Mothra wrote. Well, I guess Mothra had other movies. Rodan Mothra had his had own movie. The Rebirth back then. trilogy. Rodan had one. Um, Gamera does Gamera have? 
sequels? Gamera has an amazing '90s trilogy, uh, uh, yeah. and it has a it has a franchise in the '60s. I won't go too much into it, um, <laughs> but the '90s one is, is fantastic. Um, I think War of the Gargantuans is a good one to to go okay. with. Well, it's just a great you, movie on its own, too. What yeah. uh, what what year is that? Nineteen sixty. I want to say like sixty. Or sixty-seven to seven to nineteen seventy. I would guess sixty-six. Yeah, there's so many I could pick. I mean, uh, even Yojimbo could be could be in that list. Hmm. Um, But no, let's let's go with War the Gargantuans. Okay, King Kong escapes. King Kong escapes could be a good one. (laughs) Anyways, let's let's do Gargantuans. Okay, all right, War the Gargantuans. So there we go. Uh, Fifteen films, you said. Fifteen films. Well, so here's the other question. Yes. There's an Americanized version of the 1954 film, uh-huh. Godzilla, Raymond King of the Burr. Monsters, with Raymond Burr. I don't know how you would, if that, some people consider it a separate movie. I'll leave that up to you if you want to squeak that one into the original. I feel like we could probably watch the Japanese version and then watch the scenes from the American version, like, on their own. There's got to be the so we get the comper, yeah. Yeah, so we get the full package, you know? But I feel like that's just one movie. Um, I think it's kind of different, but yeah, I totally, you know, your, yeah. your show, <laughs> who would yeah. you like to lead the research on this, Mark? Uh, this is tough. I, I mean, let's see, uh, I'll, I'll give it to, I'll give it to Nick here. Well, no, hold on. Well, hmm. This is tough. This is tough. Is there, do you guys have a preference? Is one of you want it? Like, I got I mean, Nick is the Zilla boy. Um, okay. I'd yeah. I got learning go. all this stuff for the first time. <laughs> we just gave him Cloverfield too. So I was like, hold on. Oh, do shit. I, do <laughs> I, I want to share I've the, the, the kaiju most... wealth here? You know? So, yeah, okay, Nick, I'll, I'll give you Godzilla, Nick. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm, I'm honored. Yeah. I love, I think this is the era I've seen the most films of because they were mm-hmm. all on Max for a while. And mm-hmm. I watched a lot mm-hmm. of them for the first time when Godzilla vs. Kong was coming. Yeah. After Criterion in 2019. These fifteen have become very easily available, yeah, which is nice for our yeah. listeners for sure. And then I'm like also the throwing Japanese... a... oh yeah, Oops. go for it. I'm throwing a token on this one. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla, 1975. Is that um, the final one of this? It's the final one of the Showa. So before they yeah. took like a nine year break. I I wanna I wanna point <laughs> out that on on almost all of your franchises, you have picked like the final or second to final, um. Uh, entry, which is every time you use a token, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, Terra of Mechagodzilla, you said? Terror of Mechagodzilla, 1975. Yep. Okay. Mecha. It's got Titanus. That one's just great. It's a great follow so up to the first one. Yeah. All right. It's, yeah. It's dark. I have to right. like not talk as much about it. Like save my input. <laughs> I was gonna say I could I could do I could do every. Episode. I could talk about just those two movies. All, uh, all right, franchiseography spinoff. Just us two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thirty-eight episodes. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> okay, so my next one, um, another uh, non-traditional film. Uh, this will be a comedy franchise um non-traditional obviously but uh you know we don't get a lot of uh there's not a lot of like legitimate comedy franchises and certainly not a lot that I am like chomping at the bit to talk about um oh and so uh you know I wanted to sort of like put one together that I thought ah, well I mean you know this will be interesting look we 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 covered um uh Apatow as a uh comedy franchise we covered Wes Anderson as a comedy franchise, and now 
um, I am uh, nominating Mel Brooks. Um, wow. So this will be the 11 films of Mel Brooks, uh, starting with The Producers in 1967, and then The 12 Chairs, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Silent Movie, High Anxiety, History of the World Part 1, Spaceballs, Life Stinks, Robin Hood Men in Tights, and Dracula <laughs> Dead and Loving It, um, and the franchise potential Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, uh, which is a uh, the time Carl Reiner, uh, Mel Brooks's best friend, uh, mm-hmm. made a Mel Brooks movie, essentially. Pretty um, much. Yeah. <laughs> about noir, uh, starring Steve Martin. So, um, so yeah, so Mel Brooks, uh, you know, I... I just feel like there are certain uh, comedy directors that have a very specific thing that they do. And I think that means that they are, um, you know, I feel like they're open to being a franchise unto themselves. You know, you go see the new Mel Brooks movie. That tells me that's a franchise. So um, Mel Brooks and he came up during an interesting time in comedy and an interesting time in um uh you know comedy film and so it's also not only a look at his career but also with these all being or at least the majority of them i think all but one uh being um spoofs uh they're also an examination of filmmaking in the era that they came out in or that they are spoofing so there's a lot of stuff to um, talk about uh, from an academic standpoint, even if they are very silly comedies. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sky, I have a deep love for Mel for Mel Brooks since uh, since childhood, watching mm-hmm. Young Frankenstein. Um, especially mm-hmm. if this wins, but even if it doesn't win, I highly recommend everyone listening to specifically listening to Brooks's autobiography from a couple years back, all about mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, he goes into such detail making every single one of the films you just listed, as well as like fascinating just little anecdotes like him eating lunch at the at the commissary with Cary Grant for like a year and uh-huh. just swapping stories. So, yeah, this is a, a fascinating choice. Yeah. Um, thoughts from our producers? This is a very strong franchise um, that I think, again, like has a lot of value. Um, when we talk about not just these are great movies, but the, they're kind of different. Like there's different flavors to these Mel Brooks movies in a way. I mean, obviously it's got that Mel Brooks uh, uh, flavor to it, but it's um, Young Frankenstein to History of the World. I mean, it's it's kind of different, you know? So I think this is a really good one. Hmm. Yeah, I, I struggled to think of comedy franchises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I really like tough. this idea of, of taking a director's work um, especially a director who was so consistent with the type of movies they wanted to make, like movies that are internally very different from each other. Mm-hmm. But you right. can tell a Mel Brooks movie if you, if you hadn't seen it, if you knew who Mel Brooks was, you you can tell it's a Mel Brooks movie. Even yeah. even the the History of the World Part Two sketches that came out recently feel like he was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they have a lot of other people that that contributed, but um, he, he's got such a distinct flavor that I really like this. Yeah. All right. That urban Mel Brooks um, flavor. Yeah. So that is, uh, <laughs> that is, uh, my first. And, um, my second is, uh, very non traditional. Um, this is one that I thought of and I was like, man, I love this kind of movie. 
and none of these are franchises, and I would want to talk about all of these. So I made a franchise out of this concept, um, a genre, sort of. Um, this is a science fiction, non-traditional franchise that I'm calling First Contact. Um, and oh, my this, God. Oh, this is awesome. We might have the same list. <laughs> this, this, uh, this, this features the films uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still from 1951, 2001 A Space Odyssey in 69, Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 77, The Abyss in 89, Contact in 97, and Arrival in 2016, with the franchise potential being uh, Scott Derrickson's remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still from 2008. Am I missing any, Benny? So I, my list was uh, aliens that aren't xenomorphs or Wookiees. And it was (laughs) Contact, Arrival, Close Encounters of Third Kind, E.T., District 9, Mars Attacks, and Annihilation. Oh. Um, I will, uh, if we're going to be sticklers, 2001 does have sequels um, that are not. 2010. Ironically, it's called 2010, the year we make contact. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um but I think 2001 is is a really good fit with the other movies in that category. Mhm. Um I also I, like... I also like that it represents the 60s. Um yes. So we're going through sort of every decade of like you... that 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 was sort of my pitch for this was like we're going through every single decade right. of of filmmakers being like what if we met aliens and they weren't bad? What would this be <laughs> right. like? Um, and, and that is, cause that was the thing, right? I don't want, I didn't want, I wanted to battle Los Angeles. Yeah. I needed to be like a global scale first contact story, but not like independence day. Um, Mars attacks is probably out. Okay. Right. Right. Mars attacks (laughs) would be out, uh, in that, in that particular, um, thing. Uh, but, um, yeah. And it's a vibe. It is a, it is a vibe. It's a bunch of people Mm -hmm. being like, what do we do? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i love that shit uh that's that is uh that is extremely my shit um and so yeah i toyed with the idea of putting interstellar on here but i ultimately nick it's on a lot of lists as first as a first contact story but it's 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 not it's not it's really technically not. Yeah, yeah it's technically not it's us they, right i mean spoiler yeah it's us he thinks it's aliens <laughs> but it's not it's us what about um, a and yeah. star kid Ooh, Star Star Kid. Kid. Yeah. Is that on a global scale? No. We don't know that it's not. No. We know that multiple no. kids across yeah. the kid in Zimbabwe is getting Star Kid at the same time. That yeah, I feel like I feel like for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like if if uh, if the president isn't isn't uh, mentioned, um, I feel you know, or or uh, you know something like that. When, I feel like yeah. As we were doing Man of Steel minute on DC Cinematic Minute, we would talk about first contact movies a lot so like this is definitely a genre that that needs to be classified as such and yeah um a lot of times we thought of man of steel as like it kind of is a first contact movie about this i was surprised because i thought this would be really unwieldy i i thought of this and i was like oh i bet there's too many and then it was like oh actually no there's not really that many and there's kind of only like one maybe two per decade um mm-hmm. which is and i like that it covers a long period of time mm-hmm. i think this is a genre that's been around for a very long time yeah um mm-hmm. and and again has grown with the time so i i like your idea of sort of trying to get a timeline of these yeah. instead of just like your favorite examples i tell right. you what we 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 kill off the transformers off the tournament and we take bumblebee <laughs> and put it on here <laughs> there we go <laughs> 
That's how we fix it. Um, what, what's your franchise potential? Uh, franchise potential is the Day the Earth Stood Still remake. With all the Scott Derrickson. Oh, okay, okay. yeah. 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 Never yeah. seen it. That was like no, one of the first you, Blu-rays I bought. Wow. Yeah. I haven't seen That's it either. Good. I know that he did a deep dive on it with Kevin Smith at one point. Oh, uh, back when Kevin Smith used to like in, like interview directors. Um, yeah. I forget the name of that podcast was. Um, did but, you let him uh, talk? Yeah. Uh, well, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, all right. So that is. Uh, those are my two on this round. Uh, Benny, what is your third pick? Okay. This is going to be tough because I have uh, a lot of different ones to pick from. All of okay. <laughs> I'm not going to preface it too much. Uh, this is my last uh kind of traditional. Wait, is this my fourth? This is your third. It's my third. third. Okay, good. So this is my last traditional franchise, but I'm not sure if it's out yet. The Alien franchise? Uh, no, it is not. That's retired. Okay, so this one is very interesting because mm-hmm. there are a couple installments that are definitely in it. You know, the first four, Prometheus, Alien Covenant, those six, undoubtedly part of this. Right. The Xenomorphs also feature in Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator Requiem, mm-hmm. but those movies are not only not canon to the alien movies they are explicitly canon to the predator movies yeah i've always considered um i've always considered those particular films to be predator franchise films i agree with that franchise films okay then then my proposal is the six core alien films okay and uh Uh, with a what was what was alien four called again resurrection resurrection Resurrection. that's right that's right from uh, (laughs) 96 yeah um and then franchise potential of the thing which i think has a has a interesting um thematic resonance with some of the earlier more horror based ones yeah absolutely and uh you have a fide alvarez alien movie coming out later this year i'm not i'm not mistaken yeah uh romulus yeah right alien romulus Mm -hmm. Um, so this would, uh, cause uh, in all likelihood, depending on the, the length and the, what the schedule looks like in all likelihood, um, this will be, uh, later this year is when, um, the it could just be part of it. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could at that point just be part of it. So, mm-hmm. um, I am going to call the six films and call alien Romulus the sixth and final yeah. entry in this, uh, franchise. seventh, seventh. There's the four, four and then there's two, Prometheus and Covenant. Oh, you're right. Seven. Seven, um, yeah. That's right. I copy and pasted uh, to keep my structure of my notes. <laughs> that's okay. One was, of the uh, five from from a different one. Anyway, go ahead. One of the greatest <laughs> time timely things about your show was when you guys did Jurassic Park and Dominion had come out like as you were like, well, yep. now it's time to do the sixth one. And it was like, what perfect timing to just do a review <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and like I, I like a lot of these. I'm gonna do the thing again where I pick <laughs> the unobvious one. Um, but I actually think I want to talk about Prometheus. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I, I am, see, I, I disagree. Prometheus I think apologist. that is, I think that I is that the movie. obvious one. Um, I, uh, Lindelof is... and I have a have a spiritual connection, and I, that movie um, I absolutely love to talk about. Yeah. I, I think it's the best Alien movie. It's definitely my favorite Alien movie. Okay, that's... Um, because that's a hot take, but I, you, I love Prometheus. I don't know if I could say if you, it's the if best. If you judge it based on certain things, um, because like the most entertaining one is the second one, in my opinion. I think right, that's the sure. best like movie in itself. Yeah. Um, but Prometheus, 
I'm just a sucker for movies that have something to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there that's just a, a rich, full movie. And I would I would love to love to discuss Prometheus. You got Charlize Theron doing like marine push ups. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. you got Idris Elba smoking Idris Elba, a cigarette, decorating well, a Christmas tree. Yeah, uh, Michael I mean, Fassbender yeah. being weird and awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, all right, and who is leading your Alien yeah, franchise? Um, I actually didn't put leads down for any of these. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, two choices. I, honestly, <laughs> I I would say the person who has seen the fewest of them. Um, only have one you guys I seen... haven't seen is Alien Romulus. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Yet. Have you seen them all? I think I've seen all of them. Yeah, I think I've even yeah. seen like no, no. Wait, you know what? I I have to be honest. I have never seen three. Oh, interesting. The David Fincher okay. one. I've never seen it. Yeah, hmm. the one he refuses I... to talk about in interviews. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll pick Nick for this. All one. right. All right, Nick leading the cool. Alien franchise. Um. All right. Great. Um. So this will be uh, our second franchise on the bracket. That if it loses, it will be retired. This will be the yep. third time. Wow. Um. On the bracket. So did, in in previous losses, did we qualify that the AVP movies are not? Yes. Part of it. Okay. Yes. I yes. I agree with that. I yeah, just, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Predator is kind of an antihero in in those. Uh, yeah. In yeah. A weird way. Right. Um, also I forgot. Yeah. I, you know what? This is not the second, this is actually the third, uh, film franchise that will be retired after this because also Terminator will be retired. After this. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, so <sighs> there you go. Wow. Um, so Superman, Terminator and alien will all be retired. If, if, uh, some franchise, I mean, at least two like a... of them will be retired. Um, yeah. if one of them happens to win. That's so um, sad. So, okay. Uh, Nick, your final two picks of the 2024 uh, franchise listener pick tournament. Well, uh, first of my last two picks, I have one last resurrected listener submission that mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to give a second chance. It is The Conjuring from Shane over on the Discord. Mm-hmm. I almost so, put this on mine. Oh, nice. Um, is, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So this would be The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And I thought this was really interesting. The 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 ha- uh, the franchise potential that Shane submitted is the Haunted, which is technically hmm. the first on screen adaptation of a uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren sp- spook spooky case. Yeah, like con. <laughs> um. So hold on. Um. Is this because because the 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 uh, the submission from Shane was the Conjuring Universe. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh. Damn. So okay. that like which, Annabelle, which also included Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle creation, the nun, Annabelle comes home, and the wow. nun too. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's not super crazy. Annabelle and versus I, the nun requiem. No. Annabelle versus the nun requiem. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, <laughs> take I over small that's, American I, town. <laughs> I, I believe that is the Conjuring Four, um, which is supposed to wrap the whole universe up in a last rites. Last rites. Last rites. I think yeah. it is last rites, aka. Um, Annabelle versus the nun, aka whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like how Jason, uh, uh Friday the 13th, the final chapter ended the series. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whoever, <laughs> yeah. whoever wins, we lose, Ed. Uh, <laughs> this is, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, God, uh, I hope- man, that's a line. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I would mean- jump. I would jump out on my seat in the theater and run laps if if, <laughs> if that happened. Scott, if she said that. <laughs> I mean, listeners, you're kind of already getting a preview of what fun, you know, we'd have in store talking about these movies. I mean, especially the Conjuring movies. You and I have a lot of affection for. Yes. And, you know, I think we'd have a lot of fun learning about the real life Ed and Lorraine um, Mm -hmm. and kind of, I don't know, the idea of like adaptation and what it means to have ownership over like the idea of someone versus the reality of someone. Right, yeah, like, right. Because they are charlatans in real life, <laughs> um, in the literal sense. And, yes, <laughs> and like if you listen to Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson talk about these characters, it's so and people they have such complicated like because they've been inside of you know the versions of these people for so long and have brought yeah. so much humanity and warmth to them. Um, and then you know uh, we we get. Annabelle creation from David F. Sandberg in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Get, yep. get to talk about that. So yeah. I, and, uh, and Annabelle I, comes home, which heavily features the Warrens. So. Right. Yeah. It's low key. Like one of the more successful cinematic universes that we yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I have only seen the first conjuring. Wow. So oh. this would be a, a blast for me. My partner is not super into horror movies, so mm-hmm. it's not something that we watch all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be another one where, like, I'm really excited at the chance to have an excuse to just binge all of these and and deep dive because yeah. And um, Scott, this would kind of veer into your other obsession, which is like not obsession, but you know, you and Bethany have a real interest in like cold cases and like hmm. real life haunted shit, and you know, yeah, and about paranormal it. stuff. I love watching paranormal cool. videos and figuring out how they faked it, and because <laughs> every time that we can't that's that's the magic that's the ones mm-hmm. where you're like "Ooh, i don't know wow uh that's pretty <laughs> well, good you no, know it can't be a mirror because look look at where they are or, you know yeah like yeah right right um yeah. those are those are those are the good ones um and so yeah definitely uh paranormal investigation all of that stuff i find very fascinating um uh yeah especially when it's done with integrity um i don't like things like ghost adventures uh speaking of charlatans <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> this is, a great this is such this a is good fun. pick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no uh, interested to see how far it can go um yeah absolutely and and i think this is the first time so it's not you know it's not out forever second this is second second time, time? okay second time? oh wow second time so so yeah it still has one more to lose but yeah. we um, should do like a like in it sometime in the future we should do like a resurrection bracket oh like yeah, yeah. that is the plan that is the plan okay. Oh, okay. uh Spoilers. that is that is definitely the plan um down the line uh once it. we get through i mean i'll look at what our options are based on what wins this year i might already have to lift the ban on previously used genres next year um and in which case like if we have enough maybe we do that yep. or maybe that's not even a listener pick bracket that is just its own thing um right that we do that's like a mini bracket you know um that is That'd just a resurrection bracket at some point um we'll see so we'll see how it goes yes i'm Your very excited pick. about <clears throat> very excited about my final pick but now i'm a little like oh shit has this already been out three times and i just forgot um oh so with that being said my final <laughs> submission to the 2024 march madness listener pick bracket is the fantastic four series uh let me check let me check into it let me check let me check i feel like it might be 
retired, but let me check. Well, now that there's um, a, a new movie coming out, right? right? It is not. It is not. This will put it into retirement. If it So loses. would this be Corman? Yes, Corman. And then the, the duology? Then yep. the Tim and Story then duology. And then Fan yep. Four Stick. And then, as Mark said, in 2025, we are getting the Fantastic Four. Again, kind of like it's Wait in the pick. Minute. It's its third shot. With a wonderful cast. Didn't you talk yeah. about Fan Four Stick? I'm sure we have in our history, Scott. We probably have talked not on franchiseography. Okay. I feel like it was just kind of a DG thing. We're just yeah, talking maybe. about that. It was. Um, <laughs> maybe it was a review or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I could have sworn I heard so, you talk about it some in some regard, and I'm trying to remember when <laughs> or how. But anyway, who, who knows how many thousands of hours I have? I have not seen that about movie movies still. recorded. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you never seen somewhere. <laughs> Uh, it's really interesting. I mean, it's bad, but like, you know, it's it's kind of trying to be like David Cronenberg. I mean, like the just the history of that movie alone would be so fascinating to talk about. Um, this would be my second sojourn into the Fox Marvel universe. I'm kind of I kind of pictured this as like a spiritual companion to our X-Men series. Um talking about Fox and Marvel and and also this is kind of on a selfish tip uh one of my favorite parts of doing the X-Men series was I got to read a lot of really classic comics for the first time and uh mm. I would have a lot of fun reading like Ultimate Fantastic 4 of course the Jack Kirby Stan Lee stuff for the first mm-hmm. time like I've never read the Silver Surfer arc and or the Galactus arc and some people say that's like the best comic book arc ever written um so that is my final submission, the Fantastic Four series. Oh, and also as the uh, the piece de resistance, my franchise potential for this series would be mm-hmm. another uh, failed Marvel franchise, Chloe Zhao's The Eternals. Oh, oh okay. I love this. Not the one that I thought you were going to say, but... Interesting. Hi, I'm a DC uh, fan, and I kind of like that movie. Shocker. Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, i kind of think this might get a boost because you know we do have everyone's all hyped about the, the marvel movie coming out next year so i don't know i'm, I'm liking this one's odds this year mm-hmm. all right very That's cool pretty good pretty good very cool uh mark your final pick what do you got for us yeah okay i'm so glad you went with that franchise potential nick because i i hope that this one so my my final pick for the franchise listener pick tournament will be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle franchise, uh, mm. which incle- includes uh, those three films um, that we're all very familiar with. Uh, mm. the, the first one, 1990, The Secret of the Ooze one, the Turtles in Time one. Is, that, <laughs> is it called Turtles in Time? Or I just it it is up. not. It's just called Turtles 3, I think. It's like a um. Berenstein thing, I think. Mandela effect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, TMNT. I saw that one in theaters when I was younger. Um, yeah. Then you got, of course, Bayformers, uh, Michael Bay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films. Good luck with those. Uh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, which I thought was pretty good in that Delightful. gross Nickelodeon way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, franchise potential, I really hope this is uh, available, is the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Uh, we've already done that as a franchise potential. Oh, you have done it. Okay. But that yeah. is a really good pick for a franchise potential. Yes. Yes. That is very good. 
Um, but unfortunately, the hand of the foot and all that. I it it was like it was uh, what we did for X Men. So it was, it was, like it one was of your X Men first one? franchise potentials too. Oh, and it was with Chris because he had us watch the director's cut with Coolio. Yes, that's oh. true. So you can listen to it right now, Mark. As soon as we're done listening, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it on right after this. <laughs> Star Kid. Star Kid. <laughs> Star Kid. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. Scott, uh, we we watched uh, uh, Bay, uh, Bay Turtles two together when uh, when I visited Fort Wayne. Yes, we did uh, the second one, right? Yeah, with Stephen Amell yeah. as Casey Jones. I'm yeah, sorry. what was that one called? What was the subtitle on that one? I think it was Out of the Shadows. Out mm-hmm. of the Shadows, of course. Yeah, the very natural title to call uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is uh, not beast. missing the point of the satire at all. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no great pick mark i mean like uh speaking of comics like there's i haven't really delved into a lot of the turtles comics mm. yeah i mean the history of the turtle uh teenage mutant ninja turtle comics i mean it's even to this day um it, it's kind of built this whole world i mean um Yo- yojimbo you know the hair yeah. and you know it's all these other characters that are in it um the I think there's definitely something to talk about um, when it comes to the Bay Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films uh, again, like Transformers. I didn't know it was going to be in this tournament, but it's the same thing. Like, <laughs> why is it that these movies are successful in some way um, in in mm-hmm. the box office? You know, um, but yeah, and I think the the most recent film, it's like, oh, this you know the turtles are great, and I think people are starting to understand like what makes like these kids like these teenagers like teenagers like and i think we've forgotten that at some point and now this more recent movie has kind of brought it back into being like remember they're teenagers so let's have fun with that mark yeah. may i come in with the assist on the franchise potential? yes absolutely i would like to suggest 1997's warriors of virtue wow. warriors of virtue which which is uh, a you film just about something in my brain <laughs> about uh, I think I think samurai kangaroo, kangaroo yeah. or something yeah 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 uh-huh. and an action figure one of those uh-huh. and there's a lot of like Eastern religion stuff involved and it's yep. yeah yeah I'm gonna to... I'm gonna watch this I've never seen this it's a fever <laughs> dream Mark I, it is a nineties fever dream I need to watch this this looks really interesting yeah, yeah no let's is, go with, I, let's go with that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think this is like the only time a movie ripped off Ninja Turtles because obviously <laughs> there's like tons of of uh, of, of rip off. Yeah, street sharks, biker mice. Yeah, street, oh yeah, street yeah. sharks, kung fu dino posse, SWAT cats, uh, Bucky O'Hare, Mighty Ducks, which was <laughs> right an animated series of the Mighty Ducks hockey, but also a rip off of Ninja Turtles because they mm-hmm. were actual space ducks who play hockey. Um, samurai pizza cats, uh, biker mice from Mars. I mean, you know, the list. See what we can do when the economy's in in good condition. Everybody, (laughs) (laughs) no, this is great. I'm gonna throw this one to Scott to take care of. All right, for sure. Scott, have you read any of the Laird Eastman comics? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they are uh interesting. Um, because it, it takes a while for them to figure out what 
what they're trying to do with it, um, which is it, it's interesting to Rip read academically. Up. I don't know that I get a lot of enjoyment out of reading it as like a story mm-hmm. um, because it takes them a while to set up what I consider the sort of iconography of the turtles. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a complex read, but it's, uh, okay. it's interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and uh, which film will you be uh, using your uh, final token on? Yeah. Uh, let me, I, I would like to go with, um, I, I want to go with the third one. Turtle. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Just cause I think it's weird. And I okay. think, there, there might be a lot of good things to talk about, like con- good conversation about it. All right, very interesting. Very, I would not have expected that. That is a interesting pick. Um, <laughs> all right, so, uh, okay, so that is uh, that is the end of Mark's picks. Mark, thank you, thank you guys uh, for these great uh, franchise picks that you've got here. Yeah. Um, okay, so for my final uh, two picks. Um, I'm going to start off with, this was sort of a late edition, but I think that as we are on the, um, cusp of things, uh, happening to this particular, uh, filmmaker, I was like, you know, I want to honor this guy's career who again has become a bit of a genre unto himself. Um, you know, what kind of movie you're, you're about to get, maybe not qualitatively, but you know the vibes. Um, and so I'm calling this franchise Tim Burton for adults. Um, and uh, therefore leaving out the two Batman films, which clearly belong in a different franchise. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the uh, D- Disney live action remakes, Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo. And as oh. well as his remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. All of those will be left off of this. Uh, maybe at some point we circle back and we do... Uh, 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 Tim Burton for kids. Um, oh, Tim also Burton the um kids. the YA adaptation. I removed that one as well. Um, Miss uh, Peregrine. Oh, Miss Peregrine's home. Yeah, for mm. weird kids. Yes, yes. Um, also, <laughs> also leaving that off this list for the eventual uh, Tim Burton for kids. Um, <laughs> companion piece. Yeah. So, Are we including uh, Corpse Bride in this list? Uh, no, that would also be in the kids okay. as well as the, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which he, I know he did not direct, but yeah. obviously it's no, no, everyone is just like, yeah, it's a Tim Burton movie and it's clearly a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. It's clearly Henry Selleck. Next year I'll have a Henry Selleck, uh, yeah. there we go. franchise. Yeah, yeah sure. There you go. Put some respect um, on his name. Yeah. Oh, and Frankenweenie, uh, he directed Tim Burton. Right. That's not on here either. Uh, cause yeah. that's for kids. Let's um, keep yeah, the list. Yeah, let me. How about I go through the list, Nick? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it is eleven films, uh, beginning with his directorial debut, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which, despite uh, inspiring a children's show, the movie itself is not really a kids' movie. Um, despite how many times I did watch it as a child, um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood, Mars Attacks, mm. Sleepy Hollow, Big Fish, Sweeney Todd. Dark Shadows, Big Eyes, and uh, 10 years later uh, with uh, the sequel to Beetlejuice, 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 which I have already seen. Um, what? Yep, sure have. Um, and, uh, and so I'm excited to talk about that because now I have insider knowledge of an early cut of this movie. And depending on how things shake out when the movie's released... I'm going to be able to really dig deep on that in the same way that I talked about the deleted scene in uh, Creed 3. 
um, wow. from the test screening that I went to, where I'm like, man, right. yeah. they really missed out on this like phenomenal scene um, that they just cut out of the movie because test screening audiences were like, I don't care about his daughter. I want to see him fight and 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 work out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'll be curious to see what happens with Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice uh, based off the early test screening uh, that I saw of the film. Not to um, sidetrack then, too much. Did you know that there's a, apparently there's a Bianca comic that they're writing. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Comic for the musician. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not Bianca. What's your daughter's name? The, the, the daughter, the daughter creed. Oh, oh, the daughter. I, I don't remember what the Amari name is. Yeah. yeah. Amari. Yeah. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, in any event, uh, yeah. So Tim Burton for adults is my next one. I'm calling this Tim traditional slash, yeah. <laughs> slash fantasy. Um, and, uh, for my franchise potential, I am choosing a film that I have never seen because I really don't like the lead actor, but it is a, it is the only film that Tim Burton was supposed to direct that was not part of a franchise that he did not direct, but was made anyway. Um, and that is 1994's Cabin Boy, uh, starring Chris Elliott, Holy an actor shit. that I hate huh. more than any other actor, I think. Um, <laughs> He is deeply unfunny to me, uh, but I will, I will, I'll go for it. Um, I fast forward through all boys. of his scenes in Schitt's Creek. I, I can't stand him. I um, used to do that too. We talked yeah. about that. We would get through yeah. an episode of Schitt's Creek like in ten minutes because he'd be like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, well, Chris <laughs> Elliott's here. I gotta, I can't, I can't do it." Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, oh man, Cabin Boy. Holy shit! But David yeah. Letterman. Right. That's true. But yeah, Tim Burton was supposed to direct that. Uh, and instead he directed Ed Wood. Ed Wood got the green light and he was like, sorry, mm. I got to go make my passion project. <laughs> Fuck this. Uh, yeah. And he did Ed Wood instead of Cabin Boy, but he developed Cabin Boy. He, he helped design the sets. They were getting built. And then uh, another director came in and just like directed the movie last minute. Um, wow. So really interesting case. But uh, of, a, of a Tim Burton movie not directed by Tim Burton, much like uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas uh, right. in that way. Um, so, yeah. Crazy, Scott. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about covering like all of the adult films of uh, Tim Burton? I love Tim Burton. He may be the first filmmaker I ever like knew by name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe even before Spielberg, like being a child of the 90s. I just remember being so fascinated and scared of movies like Beetlejuice and sleepy hollow and even edward scissorhands just like the danger of him like yeah cutting someone with his scissorhands yeah um, yeah <laughs> the idea of being in florida yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the idea of God <laughs> being in florida was scary to me yeah uh, uh that that the the terrifying reality of living in florida is a is a recurring theme uh over the course of of tim burton's films and timely as well yeah yeah because that's also we're not going to talk about it in this franchise but miss peregrine also, yeah. that kid is living in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's that's one of the rare Tim Burton movies I haven't seen. So I'm sad that it's not on the list, but I totally get why it's not. Um, yeah. And also, I have seen it and I don't really want to watch it again, okay. uh, which is another reason why it's not on the list. Next year's uh, franchise pick movies that yeah. make you afraid of Florida <laughs> <laughs> Zola, Hobolo 2. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on, on that one before I go to my final pick? All right. So, um, again, I'm back to comedy with my final pick. Um, another tr- non-traditional choice. 
But uh, switching gears from how we normally do the non-traditional choice uh, for comedy, which is picking a filmmaker, comedy filmmaker. Instead, I'm going with a comedy star. Um, Now, this particular actor has done a few dramas. Um, They are not included in this list because I feel like at a certain point in his career, he was like, you know what? Not for me. I'm just going to stick with the comedies and just do that going forward. Um, and uh, and also, he kind of had a truncated career due to um, health reasons. Um, and uh, so I wanted to honor this career. Uh, I had recently watched a documentary that I discussed on our top 10 about the life of this particular actor. Um, and um, I just think that one, this is an opportunity to honor this guy that I love so much as a leading man. Um, and, and two, uh, it also gives us, Nick and I, the opportunity to once again talk about Back to the Future because this is the comedy film starring Michael J. Fox. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is uh, 11 films um, starting with uh, Teen Wolf in 1985, which despite coming out after Back to the Future, I want to cover it before because he shot it before Back to the mm-hmm. Future. Um, because the Back to the Future uh, uh, schedule was uh, very truncated uh, <laughs> for uh, reasons that I'm sure everyone knows, but we'll talk about again um, when we talk about it on this miniseries um, oh if God. it's chosen. But Teen Wolf, Back to the Future, The Secret of My Success, Back to the Future Part 2, Back to the Future Part 3, The Hard Way, Doc Hollywood, Life with Mikey, For Love or Money, Greedy, and then we wrap it all up with the final film that he led, which is Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. Hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. the Stuart Littles, are we? Uh, yeah, because that's not... Um, that's not one. Those aren't comedies. They're kids' films. And B, <laughs> it's a it's 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 an animated character. I don't know. No. Um, it's not it's not the same. Um, uh, yeah. So I just I really like Michael G. Fox a lot as a uh, as a comedic actor as a leading man. Um, I only chose films that he was the lead of, um, or at least the uh, predominant. Uh, character in the ensemble, I think, in the case of Greedy. Um, I believe he still is the protagonist, but I wasn't 100% sure because I haven't seen it. Um, but all of the other ones, he is either the lead or co-lead um, of the film. So no American president, uh, for example. No Mars Attacks, though that's on another <laughs> one. Um, um, I'm sorry, uh, Scott. Uh, it was yeah. the movie The Hard Way on your list? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I missed yes, it. yes, it is. Um, and for uh, franchise potential, I went with the only time they made a sequel to a Michael J. Fox film, uh, not oh, starring God. Michael J. Fox. It's Teen Wolf Two, yeah. starring mm. uh, starring uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yes, from that hilarious podcast oh, where he talks God. to his two really rich and famous friends about bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now the uh, the werewolves were playing basketball. Now. They're wrestling. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's wrestling. They went from basketball to wrestling. <laughs> Teen Wolf 2. Um, that is T-O-O. Exclamation point. <laughs> I'm also a Teen Wolf. Um, yes. I'm this a Teen crazy. Wolf 2. I'm a Teen um, Wolf 2. 
Wow, I think Scott, we're going to get a lot of. I think we're going to get a lot of. Uh, I don't know what I expected. Memes when we get to that episode. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is crazy. I have not seen any of the Back to the Future movies since we ended the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Um, yeah. yeah. This so, would be great yeah. for you guys. Yeah, theoretically. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we're always looking for ways to uh, weasel in, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that we covered in one of our minute, Movies by Minute shows. We did it with Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, last season. And so uh, now I this is my attempt to do it with Back to the Future without actually covering just like Back to the Future yeah. on its own. Yeah. And tracking um, this guy's, which, like you said, truncated career as, as, a, as a comedic leading man in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so. you didn't mention... Atlantis, right? Is that correct? No, okay. no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not counting uh, animated because again, yeah. these are comedy films. Uh, I don't. Um, did that movie have a sequel? Because I don't know. Franchise potential is pretty good, right? It, it had that weird yeah. like, direct-to-video one that was just like, well, yeah, because it was, and it, but it was a. Um, I think it was like the pilot to the animated series that they were gonna do yeah. or uh. did do or something like that, and then I don't know. Yeah, they just like released like the first like three episodes or something as a oh. movie direct-to-video movie something like that um so yeah fascinated to see how this one plays in the polls that that this is (laughs) gonna be this one feels like it could either it's gonna be one of those controversial ones like adam sandler or like um uh i'm trying to think of another one where we're like oh yeah uh yeah 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 the uh the yeah coco mania um (laughs) where it's like oh man this is a really interesting one i'm excited to talk about this and then the listener's like we're not (laughs) <laughs> and just like immediately does not vote for it um nope don't want to talk about those um uh, don't want to hear you guys talk about those so i i it could very much be that uh very quickly um and be out in round one um only but, one way to find know, out one way to find out it's on the bracket so those are that's my final pick uh benny you got one more what you got for okay. us okay this is gonna be tough because i have three non-traditional categories and i cannot choose which one Mm. Uh, one of these is pretty close to one that you suggested, Scott. So I think I'm going to not propose this one, which was 2000 space epics, no aliens allowed. <laughs> okay. And it's like, you know, the Martian, Ad Astra, Sunshine, Stellaris, stuff like that. Uh, wow. um, okay. And some really good movies, but I also think it's a little close. I don't want to, I don't want people to have to choose between categories that are, are very similar. Sure. Sure. Um, Split, splitting the vote, if you will. That's uh, right. Uh, yes. <laughs> right. Dad's So. I, I don't know. Am I breaking the format if I give two and we pick which one to go in? No, no, that was an option. I, I okay. said that from the from okay. the beginning. When I, I, gave I the truly rules. can't choose between these two, and I okay. The first one is the culinary cinematic universe. Mm. Julie and Julia, Chocolat, mm. Chef, Burnt, Waitress. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs and ratatouille. But that one is a little loose, I think. I think we would also... I, include, I, I haven't know. seen it yet, what but there's thoughts? that movie The Taste of Things that people are reading right, about. Right, it just came out, right? Usually up um, I feel like that would have to be included. I agree with you, Nick. Um, also, kudos on Dad Sadstra. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I just want to want to call it out. I heard it. It made me laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um I would also I would say you nix cloudy with a chance of meatballs because that isn't about people cooking. That's not about culinary. That's true. It's about food. It's just food. Science. It's about science. Um, Benny. Yeah, food science. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, because um, my franchise potential for this one, um, close. I don't know. 
it, it was hard because I couldn't pick one that should have been in this. So the idea that Chelsea and I came up with was heavyweights because it's about eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The result. Um, uh, the next category is a little more cohesive, um, uh. but I think has a better name. So the next category is the non biopic movies that are musical the adjective but aren't technically musicals the noun cinematic universe what's the acronym so we have uh uh uh, so we have whiplash amadeus sing street almost famous inside llewellyn davis uh a star is born which we could include or not include because of the other category (laughs) school of rock Oh, and then franchise potential is a movie that I've gotten in more than one conversation about whether it is a musical, and that is La La Land. So I'm okay. I I need I need more information about how this franchise. I don't understand the rules. Can you explain movies about music that aren't musicals? Like these are all about like musicians, yes, and feature music, but aren't they're not like biopics about a real person, and they're not like. You know, well, I mean, Amadeus into the is, woods a, is, is clearly a biopic about a real person. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Let's take Amadeus out. I mean, I love Amadeus. It's a yeah. master music. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. but but that but is it doesn't go with the others. Yeah, no, the others then, are, are... you do that because then you have to have like walk hard and you know. Oh walk, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, walk the or like the others. Yeah. It's fictional musicians is what it's about, and they feature music. Some have like original music in them, but they're not like. A Star is Born is not a musical. Did you include that thing you do? No, but that's a really good one. Yeah. I also do feel like Walk Hard actually does apply to that. Because uh, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Is Once a musical in that yes. context? I would but say it is. I, I had it on the list and then I took it off. It is okay. it, it is a musical, but also it's diegetic. So mm, right, all of the songs are diegetic. Are yeah, it's, it's so, kind of the same thing with some of the others. You could put you know. if you did that, then you would have to put his entire filmography on that list. Sure, <laughs> right, yeah. Carnahan, because like all of his films are that. Yeah, right, right. Yes. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm very deep on my list right now, <laughs> so these are a little less. Uh, I feel polished. like between the two, because of because personally, I'm not speaking for everyone here personally, but because of A Star Is Born being on the franchise already, I feel like the culinary one is more interesting as something I think fresh. So. Yes, um, and it's very different from the other things. It doesn't really have any overlap. Um, yeah, I could go either way uh, on this one too. I want to hear. <laughs> does, I want your thoughts from everyone else. Does the Blues Brothers count in this category? Ooh, ooh, fake band. They're fictional. Well, but that's that's jukebox, right? There's no original songs. I don't know if they ever. I don't know if. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if they wrote any of the songs that they play, or if it's all just blues covers. Yeah, I don't mm. know. There's a movie no one's heard of that I just it just fell out of my brain back in 09. It was called Band Slam. They had like Vanessa Hudgens and mm-hmm. Ali Machalka in it. And it was about like a, a that's rock the thing, camp. Like, if you're too loose, then it's like Camp Rock and High School Musical. Well, those, those didn't are, come out. Oh, well, those, but they're, <laughs> okay. And then it's like, you know, yeah. Then you get the conversation of like, is it diegetic? Is it 
musical in itself. Like La La Land is music in Camp Rock is diagetic. That's the thing. Is oh boy, they they don't like break out into song. They play music to each other. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, The culinary cinematic universe, I think, is a little more clear. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's it's a movie about cooking or it's not. And and cooking is kind of its own little subgenre, which I really like. And it's not extensive enough to be like, there's 500 films that go with it. Yeah, it's also also specific (laughs) enough that you can't, it can't be about a restaurant. You know, like work, like waiting is not on that list because, or Good Burger, because those are not about like culinary arts. The art, the process of cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think of a movie like Chef, which is truly about yes. the process yeah. of cooking. Right. Is No Reservations on your list? Hmm. Was oh, that the one with Aaron Eckhart? Yep. Yeah. It is not on my list, but I do think that counts. Yes. What because about for, the... That's the same reason of putting Waitress on it. Right. What about uh, The Menu? I was thinking about that one. Oh, too. shit. Oh. Yeah. That would also, I think, need to be on there. Um. I really like the culinary one. Personally. The culinary that's, one. That's, I do too. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And we've just I think it's okay. created this crystal clear. It's not like overbearing. Discord channel yeah, right. is now like one of the hottest channels in our Discord. So I think <laughs> this is prime. But yeah, yeah. And it, there's, there's a wide gamut of movies in terms of like tone and time period. But mm-hmm. you can talk a lot about like how do they portray cooking on film? Yeah. And, you know, th- I don't and know. I, I, got, I like it as a through line, but it's I'm a little wishy-washy on exactly what films should be in. I don't think yeah. it's strong enough to say, like, this incorporates every cooking-related film. Um, right. But I think um, there's some good examples here. And Scott, right. I do like ha- you know, having your no reservations. You're very passionate about cooking, but also very steadfast about not ever, never doing a cooking podcast because you want to keep... Right. You know, this could be keep a way to sort of... I don't yeah. want to monetize it. Um, this is yeah, good, though. Absolutely. I think this is. Uh, there's also, let's see, just throwing out a couple of other options. There's also um, Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, the Ang Lee film. Um, Never heard of it. Wow. Oh, you know, my... really? Uh, yeah, it's a 1994 film about a master chef um, who is uh, lives at home with his three unmarried daughters. Um, it's called what? Uh, Eat, Eat drink, drink, Man, Woman. Okay. It is an Ang Lee film. Um, there's also, my... oh, there's a, uh, is it a, who is it? God, what is that movie? Um, I, I, do, it's... I do have another franchise potential that's not a joke. Um, uh, not a but joke. I, <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't sure if, if what the rules are about documentaries, but I was going to say Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Which um, is... Oh, for the franchise potential? Sure. Yeah. Ooh, a documentary. Yeah. I absolutely love that documentary, and I think it it captures the the joy and process of cooking in a way wow. that I think some of these films do as well. Yeah, we've never talked about a documentary before. That's true, um, and that's, it's a good that's... narrative documentary too. It's not like purely informational; like it really is about this guy and his restaurant. Right. Interesting. Um, I thought there was. I, I'm looking up this uh, Stanley Tucci movie. Ah, yes. Uh, Stanley Tucci movie uh, called Big Night um, from uh, 1996. He is the uh, he's also the writer and director. Um, it's the only time that he directed a film, Stanley Tucci. And it's nice. about an Italian family in the 50s running an Italian restaurant. Oh, that sounds um, good. Yeah. 
so there's also that. Um, yeah, I like the culinary one. I, like I think this. we need to. I think we need to hone cool. it down. Um, and uh, and little Italy. Make, figure no, out. No, I. You know that I. You said it. I. I oh, try okay. to keep. I. I, I thought have a of it as well. Okay, to not say. I, it. <laughs> I don't think it's Colin. Well, man, he does. It's, make, it's, he, it's, he does make that pizza. That's like, you know, lovingly put. Yeah, you I don't put know. a lot you to put say it out there. I mean, now you who have to doesn't do want to hear his Italian about accent for forty percent also, also, Nick, who doesn't want to hear us talk about Little Italy for a couple? <laughs> Seriously, of right? you put it out there. I feel like yeah. that has to be on. Now you I think it. we do it. You've I think we go the for box. it. I'm not opposed to that in the slightest. Yeah, put it on I think there. we do it. I think we do it. Um, the menu and was good. Maybe we. I mean, we'll we'll check the if there's anything that's sure. like really missing at yeah. that point. But I think that about does it. I think that's the list. So it's Ratatouille, Julie and Julia, Chocolate, Chef, <laughs> Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, Burnt, Waitress, No Reservations, The Taste of Things, Big Night. And Little Italy, a.k.a. Pizza My Heart. Um, <laughs> the CCU. <laughs> the Culinary Cinematic yes. Universe. <laughs> yes, the CCU. Oh, my God. I am definitely... Okay. I'm calling... Ah, oh man. Is there... Can I... Yeah. Wait. No. Wait. Maybe. I, I'm going to try and figure out a way to make it so that it is possible for Notebook, the, the NCU and the CCU to be in the final, like the, the final two <laughs> choices. That's crazy. Which one is it? Notebooks or food? <laughs> um, this is yeah. a crazy and bracket I, this year. I, yeah. I am going to tap Scott for this one. Of course, I, of course. I thought you would yes. like this idea. I will I will take it. I mm-hmm. will absolutely take it. Um all right, the culinary cinematic <laughs> universe. What a one to um, end on. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, good, good pull, Benny. Wow. Glad you guys like that one. Wow, wow, cool. wow. Okay. Well, uh, I think this is my favorite bracket we've we've made so far. This is a great bracket. This yeah, is going to be really really hard to say chaos. Yeah, bracket. this is nuts. So I'm chaos just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run through it uh, right now. Okay. Um, hold on, I gotta delete my backup picks just so I don't accidentally start reading them. Um, <laughs> while I'm going through these. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. All right. So um, let me put it in my notes. Uh. There you go. Okay. Now I've got them for another time. Um, okay. So our bracket selections are just going through the order that I have them written down. Teen rom-coms based on literature, first contact stories, Mel Brooks, Tim Burton for adults, Superman, the toxic Avenger, the purge comedies starring Michael J. Fox, the hunger games, magic Mike trilogy, pink Panther, uh, the films featuring David Bowie, uh, a Star is Born, Buster Keaton, The Conjuring Universe, Fantastic Four, The Musicals of Alan Menken, Transformers, The Notebook Cinematic Universe, The Best of Jackie Chan in Hong Kong, Guillermo del Toro, Philip K. Dick adaptations, The Addams Family, John Wick, Ocean's Eleven, Terminator, John Wick. John Wick. Uh, Godzilla, <laughs> The Showa Era, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Final Destination, Cloverfield, Alien, and the Culinary Cinematic Universe. Gentlemen, we did it. Wow. Um, great list. That yeah. is that is the list. Great work, um, everyone. All right. Well, 
I will be uh, I will be uh, building this bracket now. Um, I will get it up on the Discord uh, sometime this weekend before um, the first. Obviously, we have like I think another week before the first actually um, hits. Uh, I will also get it up on Patreon. Um, so yeah, uh, this Friday, March first, voting will begin. Um, and as just as a reminder, voting is exclusively on the discord. So you have to join the discord. You can join it in your browser. You don't have to download anything. Um, so, you know, don't think that you got to download an app to join the discord. You can just do it in your browser, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do it um, slash yeah. discord. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but you click the link in the show notes and it'll 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 add you, um, drop you right into our discord and you can uh, join us on the franchiseography channel to do uh, the voting. Voting works by I will post a GIF or image from uh, the two franchises that are going head to head that day. Um, and you vote by adding a reaction to the bottom mm-hmm. um, of that GIF. Uh, you only can vote for one or the other. Um, and uh, I do check, so don't think that you can pull a fast one. Um, if you do vote for both, uh, both of them will be discounted because, well, that's what would happen anyway, even if I did yeah. count them both. So uh, <laughs> stop voting for both franchises. That's stupid. Um, and that goes to all of the Patreon supporters who can vote twice. Uh, but they will be voting once on Discord and once on Patreon. These will be cross-posted in both places. If you are a Patreon supporter, for any amount of money, um, you will be able to vote in uh, the, the matchups each day on Patreon. That'll get you a second vote. Um, and uh, I calculate the winners based on both of those combined each Ooh. day. Um, it's a lot of work. I've got a lot of work ahead of me to uh, build the bracket and prep all of these posts because mm-hmm. um, I do pre pre prep all of that stuff because otherwise I don't know how I can handle any of this. Um, <laughs> Thanks, as, That's a lot of work. Yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you. As uh, as uh, with what happened last year, um, this will not be a midnight to midnight thing each day i will post the uh the matchups at let's call it um let's say 8 a.m uh 8 a.m pacific time um and so you will have from 8 a.m on the day of the post to 7 59 a.m the following day to vote on either the uh, uh patreon or the um Uh, discord and uh yeah and then over the course of march we'll uh, get to our winner so very much looking forward to it i love it every year i have no idea no idea what could win um (laughs) usually we have a there usually there's a favorite last year we knew it was going to be the mummy and it was the mummy Mm -hmm. um uh i am excited for the chaos of what this year is going to look like it's Um, always crazy (laughs) voting week is the best yeah (laughs) um uh thank you so much to our producers for both the uh franchises that you uh provided and your company in the special yeah um it was much appreciated and your support all these months yeah absolutely listeners exercise your right to vote you know yes pokemon go to the polls Oh, yeah. <laughs> the only way you can guarantee change. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, um, thanks so much for listening, everyone. And uh, we will talk to you at some point in after round one ends. Nick and I will do an update podcast where we go through who's out, who's still in, 
what the first round looked like. That's about halfway through March is when that happens. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk to you then. Crazy. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Adieu.